This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Lots to talk about, as always, here tonight. In fact, Mark, you had kind of an interesting email in regards, or I guess a series of emails in regards to the uh, the Free State Project, something we happen to be fans of around here. We'll get into that here in a moment, but let's go first to the phones and talk to Reese in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Reese. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, I was just um, just watching TV, like Spike TV, and they have these shows like Wildest Police Videos. Yeah. And I don't know. They just kind of make me mad. Like, they totally, um, they totally say it's okay for the cops to chase anyone for any reason and i don't know it makes me mad because i i don't think i think any reason you chase someone on the road with is basically putting a price on human lives yeah it really is i i have to agree with this that uh the car chases shouldn't be perpetrated by the police except in the most uh you know em- emergency sort of situations um Shouldn't they have to do some detective work and actually find the person later on down the line? Well, you know, and, and how much people in danger? How much detective work is there behind having this series of numbers behind your car? You know, I mean, sure, there there may very well be instances where car chases make sense, but at the same time, um, you know, if somebody's running from my house and has a car full of the loot for, that they have taken from my house, mm-hmm. perhaps I would want the police to chase them. Now, I'm not saying I'm the most qualified person to decide at that point, but yeah, but is your loot worth somebody's uh, some innocent person's life? Right. You never know what's going to happen in this car chase, and uh, you know, if or somebody's willing to run, how, how, what are they willing to run to do? Reese, excuse me. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna, I, I, I didn't hear what you had just said, Mark. Oh, I was just saying, if they're willing to run, how much are they willing to run? How, you know, are they willing to hurt people in the process? Could they lose control of their car? You know, if you well, think about it, um, the, when police do are going to do, you know, they decide they they turn on their little blue lights because they found you with a tail light out or some other innocuous thing that uh, it is that they, um, you know, have, and you decide, you know, I'm not going to pull over. I don't feel like it. Perhaps you, uh, unlike, you know, the, there's a guy uh, Saturday night that said, well, if you if you have a driver's license, you agreed to follow their rules. Suppose you don't have a driver's license. You didn't agree to follow their rules. Mm. But you're just a free person. You decide, I'm not pulling over. I don't, whatever that guy with the little flashy blue lights is doing is, is you know, nothing about me. Man, they will, <laughs> they'll ram your car, man. They will, oh, yeah. they will put people's lives ass. and property, you, um, everyone will be in danger over what? A, a busted taillight? Mm-hmm. They'll find out. What? I, I just didn't feel like pulling over, officer. Y- you know, in the course of our days, we, we know that it's important to pull over, and so, so therefore we do. But Because they'll do that. When you think you. about freedom, these guys aren't about that. They're not about freedom. No doubt um, about a it. relative of mine is a pretty high-ranking um, out-of-state police officer. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, like, I, I had this conversation with him, and I'm like, why do you guys chase people you like you don't know what's going on or and i mean i think robbing a bank's a bad reason to chase someone it's just money you know you could probably find them later if you get a description or um, maybe you'll hear about it if you do detective work the bank's later. insured anyway and or, they're yeah, gonna exactly, print or even following with a helicopter mm. but but um what, what my uh relative said is he said the reason we do it is because we don't know what they have 
And I just thought that was a really bad reason. And then I get yeah. really angry when I watch these TV shows that glorify it. And they, and they call the uh, the drugs the drug smugglers uh, scumbags and right. get what they deserve. And it just oh, it just makes me so mad because yep. they're so entertaining to watch. But I hate the fact they exist. I'm with you there, Reese, and I uh, share your concerns, and I want to thank you for the call tonight. appreciate hearing thank from you. you. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Since you mentioned, before we get to your email, Mark, I've got an email. Uh, since you mentioned the... It's always that way. The driving... <laughs> Whatever Ian wants to do, you know? My email could just... Sit over there and rot. Since you mentioned the driving issue, we were discussing last night, uh, talking about how, uh, for instance, we're looking for people that are willing to come here, move to Keene, and join the group of us who are going to be driving our cars without you know, government registration, government permission, and paperwork. It's quite uh, a little club you got, you got yeah, there. Yeah, we're, we're recruiting people right now, as a matter of fact. <laughs> so come on board. Uh, but you were talking about how you didn't think that was quite the right issue to take, and certainly everybody has the, their issues. That Driver's they license is not uh, registration. Yeah, but you also okay, right? But you right. can't there's do the some, registration thing because your wife well, owns the car. That, and and so. there's there's problems with the registration thing, just the way they've set the laws up here too. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean they might take your car, right? So that's the right. issue. Well, my car is not worth that much. <laughs> they could your take car. Your, yeah, right. My true. car is not that big of a deal, but. But Laura, if, if Laura I drive my it, right? but in order to drive a car without a registration here you have to you would have to forego the na- mandatory state inspection that would be the thing they would harp on upon seeing my car they you know you look at a 94 Dodge Shadow with peeling paint mm-hmm. and you say well that car's not, that needs to be inspected right and you can believe they'll find something um, afterwards that that car you know needed inspection for you can believe it oh that's what the inspection process though, is about find a bunch ins- of nonsense the inspector uh, you know when 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 it does get inspected they you know the, the car is in great shape that's fine but you know it's not pretty. So Sam wrote in from the Obscure Truth Network in regards to the issue, and I liked what he had to say. He says, Mark, I love the show tonight, and I think there's some something very many, uh, very fundamental that's not coming across. I understand and agree with your point about the average person not understanding the no driver's license issue. Now, that's my job to find a way to effectively present the story. In the process of standing up and asking questions through my activism, I've come to view the government as less and less legitimate, where they're currently fast approaching zero save for a few random acts of kindness, be it to the detriment of others. When I joined the keen activists in returning the state's license to the state, peel the sticker, peel their sticker off my car, and put private plates on, it has nothing to do with fighting the government. I've come to see government as power-hungry slave masters willing to harm others to be right about their ideas, although most bureaucrats see no connection between them and the force backing up their commands. I not only see these people as illegitimate, but immoral as well. Tell me, why should I violate my own principles by voluntarily paying a, ran- a violent gang to enact tyranny and oppression upon me? It's equally wrong in my mind to pay a vicious gang so they may continue threatening others as it would, for, uh, as it would be for me to go out, pick a random person, and harm them. I don't want any part of their violence. And if I fund it, or I find it rather morally objectionable, and it's hard for me to even acknowledge their legitimacy by attending their hearings, I choose to use it as a method for educating others talking about when he goes into the courtrooms and asks a bunch of questions which from what i understand he was back in court today uh and i tell myself that it does make a difference the first night back i think it does too i think that his uh his little movies there oh there are people that are really excited about seeing his absolutely i I, I concur with that the first night back at pork fest three uh three of the listeners started telling me how much my activism in court means to them they had me in tears telling me how much they respect me for having the courage to stand up and say Who the hell are you again? I know by reaching them, I can create a message that will reach out to others as well. 
And this is all about me, my morals, and my principles. The Blue Light Gang is the violent gang that wants to continue their violence and oppression. Yes, including the nicer commands, they call them laws that seem on the surface anyway, to do some good. It goes against every fiber of my being to willingly support the gang known as government. Anyway, I go back into court today on ticket number one. It's going to be very interesting when I bring my camera after the judge denied my motion for the camera. And it's going to get even better when I tell him my principles won't allow me to voluntarily participate in a process that I believe to be illegitimate. I sent in the case law from the state constitution saying government's purview is the protection of our rights. He then denied taking judicial notice of that case law, citing that the reason government was established, that is to protect individual rights and liberty. Right. Not an issue. The reason is not relevant when government is operating in its official capacity. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So the judge won't even take judicial notice of his own constitution. Anyway, Sam says, of course, the other judge didn't even bother responding, so it's going to be an interesting day. And I did hear from him today. I don't know if he'll call in with an update, but I guess he they sent him like four notices, and he got the wrong time, so he showed up at the wrong time, and so I guess that means it's going to be postponed. I don't know what all the details are, but we will, of course, keep you informed with Sam's adventures in legal land. But, uh, but I'm, you know, I'm to the point where, where Sam is. I don't even want to pay property taxes uh, anymore, and the only reason I'm doing it is because Julia is so frightened that uh, that I have to. Well, that's that's what their that's what their gig is. Right. They, the, the government scares people into doing what they want them to do. Right. And they've scared successfully scared people into doing it. And you know, same same here. I'm scared. So I I have asked a bunch of questions of the keen bureaucrats, similar questions to what you were planning on asking in your lawsuit, which some listeners were asking for an update. So maybe you could give us an update on that here in a moment. The, the wheels of justice turn slowly. Eight hundred two update. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the SACL CAI. I told Freeline, you can take control, bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Uh, And those features, by the way, include archives. So if you missed a moment of the show, just go click and download. Get them for free. Enjoy them on us. freetalklive.com. 800-259-9231. We can continue here. I will uh, give you the update. Mark, you're going to give us an update on your trial and uh, I'll also update you on my situation with the bureaucrats here in Keene, as I said I would do. I posted the letters over at freekeen.com this morning, so you can see all that in its entirety. Uh, also, Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That is freestateproject.org. As we go to your phone calls and talk to Rich in New Hampshire, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Rich. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, Rich. What's on your mind? Hey, I've got a, a prime example of government schizophrenia for you. All right. Uh, here's a question. Can you go down to the corner store and buy a stick of dynamite? Uh, no. No, not to, no, I don't think so. Why not? Well, I don't, maybe the corner store doesn't think it's going to be able to sell very much dynamite. Oh, I suspect there's probably a, a law. Oh, okay. That could be Actually, it. it's, it's against federal law to buy a stick of dynamite unless you're government certified to handle dynamite. Interesting. Sounds okay. right. Here's another question. How big is a gas tank in your car? I don't know, 13 gallons? 
Okay, so every time you get in your car and drive down the road, you're doodling through town sitting on three sticks of dynamite. What is it? Is a is a gallon or a few gallons of gas equivalent? So roughly to... five gallons of gas has the equivalent explosive power of a stick of dynamite. Okay. And to boot, gasoline is much more unstable, much easier to ignite, and it can be used for much more damaging purposes than hmm. dynamite can. Interesting. But any moron can go down to the corner store and fill up a container with gasoline. It, well, that's so. That is very much true. But I guess the Wiley Coyote uh, wasn't really using gasoline when he was trying to blow up the the Road Runner. So maybe they're just concerned, like that people would never. Maybe they think that people never really think that about gasoline, but they do think they can blow things up with dynamite. I don't know. I'm just, well, you, I'm could, you can believe that the person who really wants to blow things up will figure out how to blow things up. Oh, that's and, true. You know, if they have to use fertilizer, and you know, I mean, it Everyone doesn't make laws like these. Out, you know, they didn't outlaw dynamite to keep people safe. Oh, what, was it protectionism? Dynamite, so you had to buy permission to own dynamite. Was it, were they protecting somebody, or were they just looking for money? No, it's it's well, it's protectionism for the big mining industry. They basically have a, mo- a monopoly on explosives. Gotcha. They didn't want any just anybody to be able to go out and buy blasting materials, so not just anybody can, for example. Mine for precious metals, or gotcha. or even the tunnel through a hill without being part of their little gang of, of union people. Well, I, you know, I can tell you that uh, you know I, now that I have have a piece of uh, property, kind of like a you know a little forest slash farm thing here in New Hampshire, that uh, it it might be uh, beneficial to have some dynamite now and then in order to reshape the land to do some hmm. excavation, that kind of thing. Um, it would. You know, you need these kind of things when you have your own piece of land. Well, pony up, sucker. Yeah, that's that's really what it is. Yeah. Well, you know, they can't be, they can't possibly be consistent. Uh, they, all of their laws are completely arbitrary in the way that they're created and enforced. So, I, I'm sure there's no shortage of uh, examples like this or comparisons that you can make, Rich. Oh, there's all kinds of. Can you go out and buy napalm? No, you can't. But you can make your own, right? I mean, if you get the right chemicals. Actually, it's not that hard. That's you what I understand. Go down by a couple of gallons of diesel fuel, run over to the supermarket, get a bunch of little bars of that 99.44% ivory soap, dissolve the right amount of the soap in the diesel oil, and you pretty much have napalm. Yeah, that's 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 what I've heard. Sweet. Bomb-making tips tonight on Free Talk Live. Thanks for the call, Rich. We appreciate it. 800. What does the average person need napalm for? I don't know. If you want something to keep burning, I guess. Uh, well, yeah. I Come to think of it, you can buy propane tanks, which are – they have some explosive potential behind them, too. So I bet. One can argue that the laws definitely aren't there as far as explosives go. The laws aren't there to protect you. Right. Yep. They, uh, they're protecting somebody, though. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Dino in Oregon. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dino. Dino in Oregon? Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, what's on your mind? Well, just listening to your show. I've listened to it a couple times. I also listen to Alex Jones on a regular basis. I consider Alex Jones more like a morning class that I've been going to for the last six or seven years. And every day I learn something new, and every day some other new, very famous or very influential person has an interview there. So I just... I love listening to Alex Jones. That's nice. What are you calling about tonight? Do you want to buy a commercial for Alex Jones' show? 
No, I'm calling. Well, I call into a lot of the shows, and one okay. show I called into the next day they were gone off the air because I had to set them straight about some of the stuff they were talking about. You think right? they just and folded up shop because uh, you called in, huh? It's weird. It's weird. You know, I yeah. joined the army the day I turned 17. I'm uh, just like you guys, kind of waking up to the whole new world order scheme. No, nah, I don't think that's us. Uh, we don't really. I don't know. I, I don't. I want to speak for you guys, but I oh, don't really, really give a damn about uh, you know what the club calls themselves Good. but i well, do understand that there the are people in search itself. of power it's, sir and that's what I, that's what well, concerns the me the federal reserve is part of it and they valued the dollar such to a point that that you know tomatoes are three dollars and a gallon of gas is four dollars that much is true value. well and that's part of the new world order sir okay and you've got you can call it whatever you want things. man i just don't whatever want people to think want, we're man. a crackpot no, no, conspiracy no, 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 show no. time is very critical young man you're not listening to me. You know what? And I don't want to listen to you anymore. <laughs> no, no, Thanks no, for the no. call. 800. You know, we're going to shut down the show. I couldn't handle this call. Yeah, we're that's we're it. turning in. I'm done. <laughs> it's over. Let's continue. Actually, talk to David in Miami. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Yeah, hi. How you doing? Hey, what's on your mind, David? Um, I want to talk about secession real quick. All right. I do like that topic. Listen, I think it's a really great idea. The only problem I have is uh, what would happen if... Uh, Okay, I doubt there's going to be any problems with uh, tanks and stuff like that evading New Hampshire. Nah, no problems there. We're not worried yeah, about that. I think that. the big problem would be what if they were to do a full embargo where they wouldn't let things go across the border to New Hampshire, like food and and oil and, and stuff like that. Well, uh, that would be really good for Quebec and uh, you know the, the port industry in New Hampshire. Yeah, would they surround the port too? Would they prevent things from going in and out of the port? Or would it just That's an act of war. Well, right. I mean, that'd be the same as rolling in tanks. I mean, at I that mean that, that's an act of war to, right. to, uh, to put ships out there and say that your, your mer- merchant ships can't well, uh, p- you know, pass through these waters. It's true that we could do trade with Canada and, and to a limited extent uh, through shipping. But I think that if you did see some kind of an embargo uh, put on New Hampshire by the United States, it would be very difficult on the economy. Because there are certain goods that the supply streams are just sure. set up to get from. I, I'm not saying they're not. The, right. the embargoes are bad for any country that gets them, but they're mostly bad for the the people in those countries and far less bad for the politicians in those countries. And I think that it would give Americans a, a good idea. Because when, when Americans hear embargo, they're like, oh, that's a crappy little thing, you know, not, nothing thing to do to a country. You know, we embargo Iran, we embargo this country, Cuba, wherever it is. And they'll, they'll get to see how bad an embargo is for people. David, I want to get your response here in a moment. Hang on. More with David in Miami. Your calls as well. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And if, you, if you're not calling to uh, just plug and plug and plug, we'll actually give you a chance to talk about what you want. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, there are totally free, so enjoy those on us. And those features, they include the wiki with over 1,700 pages created by listeners like you. Go and get interactive over at wiki.freetalklive.com. That's w-i-k-i.freetalklive.com. If you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, try SACL CAI. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. Their employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. 
Let's go back to your phone calls and uh, bring back David in Miami. David, you had asked some questions in regards to the Free State Project, the idea of moving 20,000 liberty-loving activists here to New Hampshire to get active for freedom. And uh, you're kind of, you sounded concerned about the possibility in, uh, in that if New Hampshire secedes, what if the federal government was to surround the place, uh, essentially, and prevent trade uh, from, from crossing its borders? And I just wanted to make sure that you had the chance to get your thoughts out there. So go ahead, sir. Yeah, yeah. My, my, well, I, first of all, I fully support secession from any state, and uh, and my biggest problem is I I, I believe that uh, before before you should proceed secession, you should you know become a hundred percent independent from the the feds. Because you know the minute you do, uh, the first thing they're gonna do is shut off any energy energy resources you use from the feds and and stuff like that. Do the uh, feds um, create energy resources? I don't believe that the feds are behind any power companies. I mean, around here it's power uh, public service of New Hampshire that provides the power. So I'm pretty sure the feds don't. I mean, I don't think they own. Well, you do have a PSNH. grid where power is distributed from across state lines. So especially with a smaller state, that's, that's true. That's of concern. But that power is paid for, right? I mean, that's a product. So, well, I mean, yeah, they could shut it down, but... Yeah, or they, they could stop transmission across state lines if that's what they wanted to do. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess they could go as crazy as they want to go. They could put down as many, many troops as they wanted to and put ships out in the, the port, and, I mean, they could really go crazy with it. But, okay, we'll deal with that. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it, I guess. Uh, I, I don't expect it to happen. I, I think you'd... you'd be less likely to see results like that too if you had say a few states break off say i don't know just for argument's sake oregon and alaska new hampshire there's others that are talking about right so let's just say you had a few all decide to leave i think it's less likely that you would have the federal government try to target them if it was one state like new hampshire that you know that would catch the headlines and you might see more energy focused on one state david yeah okay well i i believe uh uh, the good thing would be to recruit, uh, besides uh, political people, to to recruit more inventors and engineers too to the Free State Project. Uh, that'll definitely be to a benefit. Well, we're looking to recruit anybody that loves liberty. I don't focus on politicos. Uh, I actually, I'd rather see more non-cooperatives coming up here and and just dropping out of the system and living free. Uh, certainly, the political guys are actually having some success, so politicos are welcome as well. And engineers, as long as you love freedom, come on up and join the Free State Project. Thanks, David, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. As long as you are willing to uh, to allow your neighbors to live life how they want if they're not hurting anybody else and not aggress against them to try to force your beliefs and your viewpoint on them, then you love liberty. Come on up. Uh, freestateproject.org, 800-259-9231. I'm sure you'll eventually hear something that'll just be so exciting to you that you won't be able to uh, to hold back anymore. In fact, Mark, <laughs> you've got a series of emails we are going to get to here, get through these phone calls, uh, about somebody who has some reservations, perhaps, about the Free State Project. We'll get to that in a moment. But first, we continue with Key, who is on the line in Pennsylvania. Ladies first. Hello, Key. Key. Oh, hello. How are you guys? Hey, what's on your mind? I want to talk about, um, basically, I want to talk about my wonderful kids. Everyone's Um, kids are the most wonderful, aren't they, Key? Well, you know what? Mine weren't the most wonderful, (laughs) but I totally believe in personal responsibility, and I raised my kids with that in mind. Okay. But a lot of times I don't think they understood why I wouldn't um, prevent them from uh, skipping school. Hmm. They can skip school, fine, but I'm not going to cover for you. Wow, that's pretty cool. My son almost, almost got 
you know, the dropped out of high school, but you know what? The teacher couldn't understand why I would even do that. Hmm. Why don't you cover for him? You're gonna, he's gonna fail. Well, that's his choice. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But you man. know what? My my daughter, she was almost 16. She got pregnant. Uh-oh. So we, we've had our struggles. She, my kids are now 20. My daughter's 20. My son's 23. My daughter has a beautiful three-year-old daughter. She's uh, hardworking. She raises the child along with the dad. They're not together. My son's 23, moved out on his own to New York uh, from Michigan, far, far away. I'm just so proud of them. So they, so they turned out all now. right. So you, had a, uh, you, you, you allowed them to make their own choices for the most part, and it actually worked out for you. I had to get through the guilt of maybe I'm not being a good mom by not bailing them out, but I'm really proud that I did that this time, and I'm really proud that they, the adults, they've come. I just wanted to share that with you guys. Hey, Key, I appreciate you calling in tonight, and I thank you for the call at 800-259-9231. Julia was actually talking to me about uh, kids today, and she said the only reason she would want them, because she doesn't really want kids, mm-hmm. but the, if she wanted kids, the only reason she would want them is to prove that she could do a better job at raising the kids than her mother did without, uh, you know, not raising them in sort of this authoritarian demeanor, kind of like what Key was talking about, where you treat your kids, even when they're very young, as though they are the adults they're going to be, essentially, instead of babying them and, uh, you know, treating them like a little baby for a long time, uh, giving them that sense of responsibility that Key was talking about and letting them grow up in that way, not being so authoritarian and trying to be so controlling. I understand there are people out there that would say that's a bad way to, to raise kids, uh, but, you know, I think there's some real unintended consequences of the authoritarian model of raising kids, and so I'd have to agree with well, her on I that. Well, can, there are situations where I think you do have to give direction at times, um, well, of course, your kids are going to be asking you for direction. Uh, not always. <laughs> I think there are some instances. I mean, largely, I was raised in, in a similar fashion. Like, if I had decided, at least once I was in high school, if I had decided to skip, I probably I might have gotten, you know, scolded for it. But they just wouldn't have covered for me. Is likely how it would have gone. But I opted to go consistently. So I think it really depends on the kid. There are kids, I think that maybe need direction. Not everybody's the same. Individuals vary. And I think there are kids that if you let them start making certain decisions at too young an age, they're definitely going to make the wrong ones. And I think that it requires a certain maturity level be reached before you can hand over that kind of responsibility. You know, to some extent, I agree with what uh, um, Nick's saying here. And, you know, Ian, from a libertarian standpoint, do you think it's a libertarian way to raise your kid that uh, you say, look, um, I'm locking the door at midnight. You can be on one side of it or the other. Sure. Yeah, that's that's absolutely, absolutely libertarian, right? It's your house. But... Don't you think that the uh, Child Protective Services will uh, be out there? Uh, you, you do that a few times, the Child Protective Services is going to be out there uh, giving you a problem? That would require, I guess, your kid to call and snitch to It doesn't to necessarily them. require that. What if the next day they uh, go to well, school and in the same clothes and looking quite disheveled, but the teacher says, what happened? Don't My send dad your kid to government school. Of, I understand. <laughs> um, what, what if they did it to a private school? Well, I don't know, man. Okay, I'm just I'm I'm asking you some questions well, here, and the the fact is that one help can't at home. Lear, can't uh, raise their kid in an entirely libertarian fashion in this world, so one has to kind of you know shuck and jive in order to provide direction, as uh, Nick's saying here. Well, locking the door at midnight, depending on how old your kid is, I mean, 
maybe they'll just opt to stay somewhere else. I mean, if I heard that, I might just go, well, okay, not coming home tonight, or I am, you know, it, it depends. It, I think it really depends on the individual child and how old they are. I think there's a big difference between dealing with a 12-year-old and a 16-year-old. Sure. And it also depends on how they were raised up until that point. I mean, if you were raised in a kind of very permissive, responsible uh, household, then, I mean, what are the reasons the kids, what are the reasons the kid are going to have to act out in a way that would cause that conflict in the first place. I mean, I suppose anything well, can happen. A, a kid's going to be late coming home. You can be certain of that. And that's a, it's going to be a real issue for um, some parents. Yeah, I understand. Well, for, for those parents, uh, that wouldn't be the way I would do things, Mark. I would be far more permissive. Yeah, nobody I cares what you would do. Yeah, you don't well, have kids and never will. That might not be the case, Mark. Who knows? Well, Maybe Julia will get them. bored someday. 800-259-9231. With you? <laughs> you can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away... So enjoy those on us, and if you like Free Talk Live, then become an amplifier. Just head on over to amp.freetalklive.com and get on board with the AMP program. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. You send in 3 bucks a month via any major credit card, PayPal, or an alternative option, and we take that money and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, as well as bringing new Internet listeners on board and spreading the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. You get perks to sweeten the pot, like... Access to the AMP only toll-free call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are at amp.freetalklive.com. As we go to your phone calls, Jeff in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Jeff. Jeff, Texas. Going once. Jeff in Texas. Uh, not to change the subject or anything, but... That's okay, I'll, Jeff. I'll... It's Free Talk Live. Go right ahead. Well, I was watching CNBC this weekend, the 4th of July weekend. That's and... exciting. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I tell you, I, I, something that caught my eye was... a. Uh, was a, a show of a special about American Airlines, but what caught my eye was a section in the, the story that they did concerning uh, air cargo, and I found it uh, that you know this is a nationwide red alert here to all your listeners that, that do any flying. Um, basically, what they said was there is a shippers program, and I think they said there's over a million shippers in the shippers program that concern all the airlines that. They're stationed all over the world, and they said only about a third of these shippers have been, I guess, checked out or whatever, and the other two-thirds haven't been checked out. But even more disturbing is that the cargo on the airlines uh, is not inspected. Well, now, so? To be, well, there's supposed to be some kind of, you know, some, some of the other guys are saying that, you know, there's a security paradigm in place and that, you know, that there's nothing to worry about. But there's a lot of pilots that are extremely concerned that they're putting this cargo on the airplane without being inspected. What are you? Anything, what are you concerned that they might be uh, traveling? I'm, I'm concerned hauling. that, that uh, a terrorist or someone could place a an explosive device in the cargo without it being inspected, and because these shippers have not been 
you know. What, and blow a FedEx plane out of the air? Is that what you're getting at? American Airlines or United or any one of them. So you're talking about internal flights? You're not talking about international flights? You're talking about internal? I'm talking about international flights all over the world that are are actually flying into the United States. Yeah. And these... Well, what are you going to advocate here? I mean, are you going to advocate they bust open every single package that comes into the United States? I mean, talk about... No, I'm I'm saying that the cargo that is is placed on the plane needs to be x-rayed or it needs to be there needs to be more security I didn't know you place. were a, I didn't know you were a police state fascist uh Jeff uh, this is going to well, shock no, me No I'm not a, I'm not a fascist I'm just saying that that this is you know this is concerning the whole entire world not Well, well no no it's only concerning the people on the airplane yeah, why? Yeah. I mean, they haven't blown any FedEx sh- uh, planes out of the sky yet. What are they waiting for? I mean, if there's this easy access to an airplane cargo hold, well, and you're so I, worried Ian, I about think it, it, minimizes the situation when you say that, that, that there's no chance that anyone would ever put a bomb on an airplane. I didn't say there was no chance. Well, I'm just I'm saying, saying they haven't done it. That's well, all. Then address the issue. Well, the, the, the issue the is that somebody might put a bomb on a plane, and I say, well, you know, those are the chances you take when flying on a plane. Right. Well, if FedEx but, is concerned, they can start you know, scanning when, their when packages. You think, when you think about the uh, compare the, I can't remember which one is the. Lockerbie Scotland flight that got taken out of the uh, the air that uh, they they think may have been Law's rocket or whatever yeah, it was surface to air missile. Well, you know, th- th- it may have been. And how did it change the world? It largely didn't. Nine eleven right. changed the world. It involved airplanes, but you can't uh, hijack an airplane with a box or a, or, or a suitcase. So well, yeah, my my point is this also because you can't really we can't do the inspections for say Turkey or another country. You know because. There, you know, if they load some cargo in Turkey and then they it flies into the United States, I mean, we certainly can't do their inspection. So it's kind of like there's no really security measures that can be put in place for that. I don't really see what the concern is. I think they should stop doing all inspections. Thanks for the call, Jeff. 800-259-9231. And, you know, if FedEx wants well, to inspect their products, then that's fine. I right. can understand the concern. I mean, I think the airlines, obviously there are people who are concerned about it, and particularly with... If they're, I don't know if they piggyback cargo on passenger aircraft. I just don't know how exactly how it works. But if they were to do that, I'm sure that, you know, customers would want to know that there was some kind of inspection mechanism on the cargo. But to be honest, I think that it's mostly hysteria to worry about a terrorist attack involving airplanes. Number one, the terrorists already did that. The security is high enough that it's not worth it for them to attack that way again. And number two, you're way more likely to die from something besides terrorism than you are from terrorism. Let's not forget the anthrax that was going around at that time. Should we be scanning all right. the mail? Um, I mean, remember, How every, far do you every go? American is uh, you know, subject to uh, uh, you know, an envelope full of anthrax sure. being sent to them. Well, I mean, you should worry more about automotive safety on the roadways. Stop than, smoking. Right. Stop smoking <laughs> and worry, you know, drive safely on the roadways because way more Americans died, even in 2001, from motor vehicle accidents than from terrorism. Yeah. And that will always be the case. I mean, your terrorism is not likely to hurt or kill you or anyone you care about. It's it's a very, very small risk. It's like worrying about shark attack and lightning strike. Yeah, lightning is probably more likely than terrorism. So I you know, I just I think that we spend an inordinate amount of time worrying about terrorism and it's all just scare tactics that the government foist on us. There are much more pressing threats to your health and your life than terrorism. And the government is is more of a threat than the terrorists. And leave the security concerns in the hands of those who are handling those packages. 
If they feel like they need to implement security measures to protect their employees or to protect their customers, then that's what they'll do. I mean, we saw in the situation, this is one of my favorite examples of the marketplace responding to a dangerous situation, the snipers, the D.C. Beltway snipers from a few years back. You remember the, the two guys who were going around shooting people at gas stations? Well, my, one of my favorite examples of a market response was the gas station owner that put these, like, opaque flaps on the uh, hanging over the side sides of the gas, the fueling area. So essentially... You could drive you would, through them, but... Right, you would drive through them. Nobody would see where you were standing yeah, when you were you, pumping gas. If you were on the outside, you could not make out even silhouettes of people that were behind these things. So unless they were just random firing at those pumps, they wouldn't be able to to hit anybody. Well, random firing would be foolish um, from their standpoint. Sure that's, it not, would. that's not how they were operating. Exactly. They were snipers. They were targeting people. So that effectively protected their customers. And they didn't need to go to mommy government and beg for money or beg for approval or anything like that. They just went, they innovated, and they put up the protections. So if there's a problem with bombs going off on FedEx planes and other shippers, then those companies will spend whatever resources are necessary in order to deal with it because fact is they know their customers are going to be pissed if they find out that oh sorry uh we lost our plane last night and it had your package on it oh well you know they can pay the insurance on that but some things that they're shipping are not replaceable so customers would inevitably be pissed they'd lose business they've got all the incentives they need to implement a system if they feel it's necessary to suggest that the government needs to be out there telling these companies what to do is completely well. When you said they shouldn't be um, inspecting boxes, I can understand that you don't think the government should be inspecting boxes and packages. Yeah. But it sounded like they, the, it could be very well they, the shippers, they, whomever they are. And I think you need to be uh, precise in your speech. At this point, I don't think anybody should inspect packages. I, I think, don't think there's a reason. I for think it. likely you're right, Ian. That the cost-benefit analysis of you know the potential risk of loss due to a terrorist attack versus. The, the cost of implementing, you know, scanning every think, package. I, you know, cost-benefit analysis doesn't move me when I'm the guy getting blown up on the airplane. Where some are people, all the explosions? Hey, some people are not traveling right now because they believe that airplanes are going to be blown out of the sky any minute by a Those bunch people of people around for a long time. Well, of course they have. Don't you want them? Don't you think that there's an airline out there that would want them to fly on their airline that says, you know, specially inspected cargo? We have dogs that go I guess bomb, not. Smi- bomb smith- sniffing dogs. Where are those airlines? They don't, you know, they don't exist. Apparently, so, yeah, yes, there's not point, enough of demand. At some point, the people will be, you know, they'll be clamoring for those people. Okay, that's fine. And when it gets to that point, those companies will implement those measures. At this point, there is no reason for it. That's your opinion. That's right, and it's apparently the opinion of those companies too. Because what, from what I understand, the only inspecting that goes on is when the the feds come in with their drug dogs to the uh, the UPS and FedEx packing plants, or the not packing plants, but the, the shipping plants. Yeah, and a lot of drugs actually move through FedEx and UPS, so I think the government's incentive in what they would likely set up is a regulatory scheme like the the TSA would search the packages or scan them, and likely what it would really be doing is scanning for drugs and anything else they want to bust people for that probably won't relate to terrorism, which is in large part what they do with other you know, war on terror powers that they have now. There aren't that many using terrorists. using the bus drugs. Right. There aren't that many terrorists crawling around on a daily basis trying to kill us. They're out there, but largely what these expanded police state powers are used for is, you know, waging a war on the American people, whether it's for guns or drugs or whatever, you know, whatever they're going after that day. The toll-free number for you to take control of the airwaves is 1-800-259-9231. 
That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. The Free State Project has a detractor. We'll share some of his emails here in a few moments. Also, an update, Mark, on your uh, case, your lawsuit that you filed against uh, one of the towns here in New Hampshire. 800-259-9231. You can take control. Hour 2 is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with the very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized a contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online from my desk with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try. Free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. We go right back into your phone calls. Let's talk to Dave in Ohio, listening on WAIS. Hello, Dave. Hi, guys. Can hey. you hear me? Yes, sir. What's on your mind? I got an update on my eye condition. My pressure was up today. Well, we were we were just uh, waiting to hear that update, Dave. Yeah, is is that facing, bad or good? I'm facing some kind of surgery. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Sorry That's to hear that. Good. That doesn't sound good, then. Yeah? I hope that goes well for you. Was that all you yeah, wanted to share? Keep your thoughts. We will, Dave. You're a good right. guy. We appreciate you calling the show. All good right. luck, Thanks. man. Thanks, dude. Not that we want everybody to call in and give us updates on their health. No, the the, the medical reports are probably not the most riveting radio, but, you know. At least he keeps it short. Yeah, he's a good guy, and, um, you know, I'm glad that that he he feels he can share with us. Let's continue here. Uh, Mark, you had a lawsuit you filed recently, and some listeners have been asking uh, about the latest on that particular suit. Give us a real quick update for those just tuning in as to what it was about, and then give us a status update. Well, it was a um, I, I got a, a notice of lien on my property. Apparently they, apparently they had never sent me a tax bill. Um, this is my first, this would have been my first tax bill. And they, um, then you know, the first notification I got fr- about my tax bill was a sim- uh, essentially a threat to put a lien on my property. Hmm. And so I filed... What a friendly a, welcome. Yeah, I, I filed a lawsuit saying that you know, you, you did the wrong thing here by sending me a lien notice ahead of time. I tried to get an injunction, which the judge would not grant. And, uh, Imagine that. Yeah, and I, um, you know, said I wanted to file a lawsuit on the nature of the, uh, you know, the relationship that I have with the town, and you know, this this bill that I have is it a tort or is it a contract? I'm um, <clears throat> not, you know, aware of this, so you know, essentially I've got some questions, and I managed to get a court date, some kind of court date. I'm not saying that it's actually, obviously, it's not a trial date. There's no jury. Yeah, what is it? It's like a hearing of some, some sort. Something like that. They, you know, they, they called it something, but I don't, can't recall off the top of my head okay. what, what, it, what it is. And it's uh, June the 23rd, 
and excuse me, July the twenty third. Okay, and, that's coming up then. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, well, yeah, yes, it is. And so at that time, you know, I'm going to attempt to get a court date and have you know a, a trial by jury to find out whether or not it's okay by the this at least this jury's uh, estimation that the, you know the these this group of people calling themselves this town um, can uh, in fact extract money from me that they've never earned on property they don't own you know it's basically mm-hmm. it's rent right I mean what are taxes? That's what it seems like yeah if they can take your property then you don't really if they own can it. evict me from the property but the keen people told me Mark that I own my property then how come they can evict you from it? Well, I haven't gotten that far yet. They won't answer any of my other questions. That's the only question they answered because I've written them a letter. I'm not t- taking it to, to court just because that's not the process I want to go through. Right. I'd rather just ask them questions and just have them respond, if, yeah, but hopefully. You, what, you're, what you're doing there, and the problem I have with that, is you're essentially asking some low- to mid-level bureaucrat I'm talking to the tax collector. So what? What do you think the tax collector knows about um, the, the legitimacy I think she of knows, government? I think she knows more than the ladies that are working in the uh, front office. They don't give these people a primer, a primer on these things. They don't know. Okay, well, if she doesn't know, it, then I'll move up the chain, but well, I don't know where else There's only to go. one person in the chain in my town. Okay. <laughs> there is, and, and she works uh, Monday and Wednesday mornings <laughs> and Wednesday evening. Okay, so okay, so you understand why I would have chosen um, this, you know, the, the only arbitration organization that I can. There's only one binding right. arbitration organization for non-contract but There's issues, a bit of a conflict of interest. The court. Sure a, there is. Right, okay. I don't expect to win, Ian. I don't okay. expect to take my case what are you expecting? Uh, against the government um, to a government court an and answer? ask the government judge to, to grant me a, a win. I don't. Right. Do you expect them to answer your questions? I would like them to say that... Um, we, we own are, you. Yeah, it's a we are a violent gang, and you will do as we say, <laughs> or we will take your property. Away Somehow, from you. you know, I'd like them to say Ultimately, that too. We will kill you. Like that's what that's the point of what I'm doing as well. I'm just doing it a different way than you are. Uh, I, as I mentioned, I think this on Friday night. I I talked about how I've sent a letter to uh, in response to the property tax bill that the city of Keene sent me, asking several questions. Um, first, I wanted to see the original agreement that that obligates me to pay their property taxes, which, by the way, is part of their own rules. In their own rules, it says that when someone uh, presents you with a bill, you, as the person receiving that bill, have the right to demand to see the original agreement that created the obligation to pay the bill. It's right there in their own uh, uniform commercial code. And so I have asked to see or demanded to see the uh, the proof of obligation, the original contract. And I've also also curious about why there are no dollar signs on the property tax bills. And so I've asked to find out what exactly it is they're looking for when they want this this amount of twenty six hundred dot two one. You know, are they asking for U.S. dollars? Are they asking for Zimbabwe dollars, gold uh, pieces, uh, banana peels? I don't. I think know it's what... pretty clear that uh, a bill sent in the United States is probably going to be asked for um, U.S. dollars, and that's but why Russell Canning you thought in the first place account... that's what that, that it was about. Former accountant Russell Canning says they would have had to have gone through some effort to remove the dollar signs from this bill. He says it's very strange that there would not be dollar signs. There on seems this to bill. be dollar signs on my bill, at least the best I can tell. Yeah, you haven't actually gotten the actual bill. I haven't yet, got right? the actual bill. I think I got. A a photocopy of the bill that was sent to someone else. It is possible that it's it is a, a meaningless variation depending on whether the particular bureaucrats want to punch dollar signs in or whether they simply think it's implied. Because but it's I, implied for sure. But is that a legitimate bill? Like where you aren't uh, telling me what you want? Well, that's so that's I'm a good asking. question. Right. So that's all. I just I'm just asking them. So I just want answers to these questions. I had a few other questions as well, and uh, I wrote these bureaucrats. And the reason is I want to do the same thing, Mark. I want to find out: is this government that we're dealing with here 
are they actually a government by the consent of the governed? As their own document says, the New Hampshire Constitution, Article 1, the first paragraph, uh, basically says You that, can believe I'm going to be bringing that up yeah, um, in the uh, court case. That this is by the consent of the governed. So I want to find out if that's true or if it's the other case. There's only two, right? There's only two possibilities. Either by the consent of the governed and it's a voluntary association of consenting individuals or it's a gang of men and women ruling by threat of force. Well, I, I, you know, I, I, that's the way I see it. It, it yeah. really doesn't seem to be any other option. If they say it's the majority, then it's, you know, that, that majority is the gang. Right. At I don't, that particular time. Yes. And I don't expect to get either answer out of them. I don't know where this is going to go, but I know that I'm going to escalate it if they continue to not answer. And, you know, I know it's got to be annoying to them in, in these small towns like that, like I live in, and it's a hey, small town. Hey, quit your job, man. What? Quit your job if it's annoying to you. Oh. Um, in these small towns, this this kind of thing, you know, it, it annoys the the individuals too. The uh, the, the the people that uh, have to pay these taxes, they see it as I'm costing them money because now they have to go to court. Can't I just shut up and pay my uh, threat? Well, the lawyer said he saw it that way. I don't know. I, how I'm, sure I'm, I'm sure they do. I'm absolutely sure they do. I'm absolutely sure they do. Yeah, they, the town doesn't. I, I lived in a small town that was even smaller than the one you're in, Mark. And generally, people didn't like it if you sued the town because everybody knew that the taxes go to it's pay the It's one of the reasons why I'm lawyer. not going to sue. That's, right. That's just one of the, the things I'm not going to do. I don't have any other option. Right. It's the only avenue that's open to you to actually force an answer out of them. Right. I can call up the town, cl- town clerk, who's also the tax collector, um, who's, you know, I mean, who's everything, <laughs> the lady who works at town hall two days, two mornings yeah. a week. I can she's call just her orders, and right? talk to her. But what is she going to, she's not going right. to give me any answers that come to my satisfaction. So It's true. The only thing I can do is take it to, to court. And, you know, they're, like we read last night, the founding fathers weren't necessarily loved by everybody. That's true. They you were, can't make they, everyone happy. They were considered to be bad people, uh, you know, anti-patriots and at, if anything, at the time. They, these but people should be they pissed. They fought for the freedom of all of us, and that's what I intend to do now. That's good. And well, the, the people that are going to be critical of you, they should be angry at the government for having such an awful system in the first place. Sure, but, but hey, you know. They're, they're going to be mad. That's their problem. They're just going to respond the way they're going to respond. So here is, uh, so I sent these questions about the the nature of the bill and the the origin of the obligation and several other questions to the the, the city bureaucrats and i sent it to whom it may concern and i got a letter back from the tax collector and all this is posted over at freekeen.com so you can see it for yourself she pretty much blew me off uh with her of response she says the city of Keene acts with statutory authority granted to it by the new hampshire legislature that authority includes the issuance of real property tax bills and the acceptance of payments accordingly our pay your payment will be deposited and credited against that tax obligation which i think for the is property. kind of interesting because your payment was stipulated that you get some um you know some answers qu- some answers to some questions I and actually, they did not give them right i actually wrote that on the check mark so it wasn't like they could just look at the check just and deposit yeah, they just took the check and deposited it, which actually means this is real theft, because normally what they do is they just send out these bills and people pay them. But in this case, I put terms on my check, and they deposited it without meeting the terms, therefore actually stealing my money this time. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. We'll explain. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. 
Uh, those features, by the way, include updates. Get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something uh, fresh that you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. In Chapter 6, Subterranean, Tad Galahad goes to hell. In hell, he finds nanobots, killbots, sexbots, supermodel clones, immortality, and a rocket ride off this pale blue dot. Go to freedom-engineering.com. That's freedom engineering.com Talking about the letters uh, that I've been trading with the city of Keene bureaucrats in regards to property taxes. I sent one, uh, they sent me the property tax bill, which has no dollar signs on it, and I sent back a, a notice of discussion simply saying, you know, I'll be happy to pay this bill. In fact, I included a check with my letter. For the full amount, presuming it was U.S. dollars. I mean, I can't tell because they won't put dollar signs on their bills. So I, I made the presumption it was U.S. dollars. Cut them a check for that amount. But a dollar sign wouldn't necessarily indicate U.S. dollars anyway. That much is true. It would be Australian dollars or Canadian dollars or whatever. Good point. I mean, Good point. It, you know, so a U.S. I, dollars, even on any bill, does not indicate any kind of legitimacy. I gave them the benefit of the doubt, right? I cut them the check for the full amount, and I said, look, all you have to do to, uh, to cash this check is to... Provide me with a little bit of information. And they didn't do it. They cashed the check anyway, and they didn't provide me with the information that I was what looking for. What information did you ask for that they didn't give you? All right. Well, l- I'll just go ahead and uh, share some of my, th- my next response, the one that I actually wrote directly to the tax collector. And I started out, I actually try. I'm going to send them, I sent them this this morning via email. I don't know if that will work out. Maybe I'll have to, uh, to hand deliver it again or something like that. I don't know, or, or send it via some sort of tracking service. But anyway, uh, I, I emailed the tax collector, and I said, I don't know you, but from what I can tell with your involvement with hospice, so I Googled her name to try mm-hmm. to find out something about her, you're probably a very nice person. Therefore, I'm sorry you have to deal with this matter. Let it be known that I, as a sovereign, seek only harmony with others, reserve all rights, and don't intend conflict with you or the city of Keene. It's to that end of harmony and peace that I must question the bills your agency, the city of Keene, is sending to people. You recently wrote me, presumably in response to the original notarized letter I hand-delivered on June 30th, 2008. Your letter mentions the term payment four times, yet I never used it once in my original notice. She talks about how, oh, thank you for your payment. We t- we'll take this as payment for your property taxes. Well, I would like to discharge this matter, but in order to properly do that, I require certain evidence and information. I've not yet received the required evidence, and you have yet to give responsive answers to the supermajority of my questions. It's my understanding that your government's founded in consent. Now, if I've misunderstood this, and you would like to claim that I am a subject of your government, please clarify. In fact, if you see that I have a mis- if I've misunderstood anything in this notice, please respond with clarification. Let it be known that as a sovereign, I don't consent to be bound by your statutes and regulations. It's my understanding, however, that you, Ms. Alther, have sworn to be bound by the rules of your government. So by your own rules, you've presented Bernard Ian, which is how they write legal names, right, all in caps. With I don't Again, like I said, I don't know if there's really anything to that, but I figured I might as well include it in here just for the hell of it, see how they respond to it. Anyway, she says, you presented Bernard Ian with what you're calling a property tax bill. I responded with my original notice, cut a check for $2,651.21 in U.S. dollars, and stipulated that you you may deposit the check and discharge this matter in full when you provide to me the following. First, I would like to see evidence of the valid original instrument, which is a contract. That's their language, by the way, the instrument thing. That's uh, the legal world. With my signature binding Bernard Ian and or his agents to the obligation to your property tax. 
Also, considering I can't find evidence on the tax bill showing you're demanding U.S. dollars, define how one would properly satisfy your demand of 2651.21. It's my understanding that by your own rules, you must exhibit the instrument upon demand, and my original notice should be considered a demand in order to receive payment. Otherwise, you and the city of Keene will be in dishonor, and this matter will be discharged. Because if somebody sends you a bill for nonsense, if I make up a bill, Nick, and you know tell you that I've been advertising your real estate business in all kinds of places that you never asked to be advertised in, and I send you a $10,000 bill, you have the right to say, well, thanks for your services, but I don't think I contracted. Can I see the original contract that I entered into? That way you can contest well, it. Well, certainly, yeah, you have a right to know, to, to have them show where you agreed to pay them. And if you don't show, or if I don't show that to you, then I'm in dishonor. And that's by the whole commercial code that they have. I'm, I've dishonored you by BSing you, essentially. So that's what I said here. And I said, so you'll be in dishonor and this matter will be discharged. As I specified in my original notice, you have till no later than August 15th. I gave them 45 days, which is how long they gave me for the property tax bill. So I figured that was fair. Uh, to provide required evidence and answers. At that point, on the principle of estoppel by acquiescence, I shall assume there's no contractual authority. And what that means, estoppel by acquiescence, another one of their terms. It's it sounds a, like it. It's a legal premise that says that if you give somebody notice of something and you give them a reasonable time to respond... And they don't. Then by estoppel by acquiescence, they have essentially acknowledged that your notice is true. So if I notice them and say, well, I'm not required to – if you don't show me this information, therefore I'm not requ- – by the state, I'm not required to pay your property taxes. If they ignore that notice and it was served to them in the correct way, then – Estoppel by acquiescence uh, does take effect. That's how they play their game. So I figured I. It play is how that. they would play their game. I, you know, I remain somewhat skeptical. Oh, I don't think they'll care. But you know, it's all. That's just what I'm putting out there, just to explain it to you. Anyway, uh, said so. I'll, I'll assume there's no contractual authority for your agency to make this demand, and that Bernard Ian or his agents is not obligated to any city of Keene tax bill until a meeting of the minds is reached and a contract signed. In my original notice, I also asked several questions. Now, while it appears from your letter that you did answer number six, which is now number five below, now that question was, who owns the property commonly known as my street address? And they said in their, the tax collector said in her letter that, our records indicate you are the owner of the property. So, well, they, she they, she also answered the question um, like, "What binds me to pay?" And that is the law of the state of New Hampshire. Well, she didn't responsibly answer that, and she didn't answer it in the way I required. Let me continue. Anyway, I said that uh, you didn't answer in an, the enumerated fashion I required. Therefore, I'll rephrase my questions and add a few more in response to your letter. Answer the following questions responsibly. Keep your answers appropriately enumerated to the questions. That's pretty clear, right? One, two, three, four, five. You write your answers. One, two, three, four, five. I didn't think that was too complex, but they apparently had a tough time with it uh, the the first time. So we'll see how they do the next time. Anyway, here are the questions. Number one, factually, what are the city of Keene and the state of New Hampshire? Now, that's one they just don't want to answer, right? Because factually, what they are is a municipal corporation, which is a concept, a legal fiction, a file folder, some paperwork filed, probably, uh, at least in the case of the city of Keene, filed in the state of New Hampshire, and the state of New Hampshire probably filed in Concord or something like that. But it's, uh, it's all fantasy. It's all fiction. So I'm very curious as to how they're going to answer that question, if they'll answer it at all. 
Number two, do the group of men and women calling themselves the city of Keene have authority over me, a sovereign? If so, what are the origins of, and how did you as a member of that group receive this authority? Now, she did partially, I think what you're getting at, Mark, is that she partially answered that in her letter, where she said that the city of Keene acts with statutory authority granted to it by the New Hampshire legislature. That's sort of a partial answer of that question. But I want to know more about, I, I changed the question to ask if they have authority over me. This time. So that's what I'm asking this time. And how did the legislator get it to grant to you in the first place? I'd also like to know more about the origins. And I've got more questions coming up here in moments. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Sakel CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version. Both are free for you at freetalklive.com, so enjoy those on us. It's the cure for naked. JumpTees.com. Go get funny, sexy, clever t-shirts at JumpTees.com. Don't go through life naked. Get jumped at JumpTees.com. Pants not included. JumpTees.com is not responsible for customers not wearing pants. 800-259-9231. We are talking about the questions that I have sent as of this morning to the City of Keene bureaucrats. I'm talking, uh, having a discussion with the tax collector about the nature of the taxes that they say that I owe. Actually, according to her letter, they say that the property actually owes the taxes, which is kind of interesting. In her original letter to me, she says that your payment will be deposited and credited against that tax obligation for the property. Uh, under In New Hampshire, the, if a lien is put against a property, it runs against the property and not the owner for for property taxes. So, yes, in a sense, the uh, the property is liable. Of course, the owner of the property is the one who's ultimately liable for it. So I'm asking questions in regards to the origins of the obligation. How was this created upon me to pay these taxes? And I have a few other questions I'll just run through for you here. You can go to freekeen.com. There's discussion. Uh, there's comments. And you're welcome to uh, to take a look at more of this, including my original letter as well as their uh, their response. A lot, of, uh, a lot of that stuff I scanned in as well, so you can see the notarized copy and everything. But anyway, uh, number three, is your government a voluntary association of consenting individuals? Pretty straightforward question, yes or no. Now, when I ask for responsive answers to these questions, if it's a yes or no question, only a yes or no is a responsive answer. So we'll see if they even bother attempting to answer the questions. I'm not expecting. I'm expecting to be ignored at least for the next, oh, I don't know, several weeks, and then I'll go in and try to turn up the heat on them. But nonetheless, I'm going to ask them and going to publicize this as much as possible. Number four, do you believe you have a right to aggress against those peaceful sovereigns who do not consent to your government? That'd be people like me, people like uh, Sam and others, uh, Russell Canning and other activists in our area here who we don't consent to be governed by you people. So do you think you have the right to hurt us because of that? Just curious. Uh, and then I ask, who owns the property uh, known as my address? Number six, you stated in your letter, the city of Keene acts with statutory authority granted to it by the New Hampshire legislature. Well, what is, factually, what is statutory authority? 
And how do the people calling themselves a legislature get it to grant in the first place? Seven, you said the payment will be deposited and credited against that tax obligation for the property. Factually, how is it that an inanimate object can become obligated to do anything? How is this obligation created? Now, that's really a mind blower to me, how a piece of property can have an obligation upon it. That doesn't make a damn bit of sense. I would agree. Number eight, and the final question. I noticed the check I sent has been deposited. Were you responsible for the decision to deposit my check during this as-of-yet-unresolved discussion phase? If it's not you who is responsible, do you know who is? Because I made it very clear that the check I sent was subject to the terms in the letter, the notice of discussion that I sent to them, that if they didn't answer these questions, they couldn't deposit that check. And they didn't answer my questions, but they deposited it anyway. So which bureaucrat was responsible for that? Because that would be the person who was guilty of the theft, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, finally, I say, it's my understanding your organization offers certain services, some of which I may be interested in contracting for. You know, I like the fire protection idea. I like that. Uh, but we can Water. Just, yeah. Well, water I'm paying for. They send me bills that are appropriate for water. They have dollar signs on it. I know exactly what it is I'm getting into there. And so I'm paying the water bills. They're completely separate. So I'm already in, in on that. Anyway, I said we're, I'm happy to discuss that, the other services and paying for them, after this initial discussion is resolved. And then I let them know that uh, anything they write me can be co- uh, posted on my blog at freekeen.com. And now we will sit and wait and see if the bureaucrats respond. If they don't, then we'll figure out what to do next, which could involve bringing cameras down there. I think it's good just to ask there. the questions. I don't know what it's going to result in or anything like that. But just ask, just keep asking these people the questions. Right. You know, and I, I, I don't know that I necessarily like the way that yours is going, but I think it's because you don't get re- uh, the answers quickly enough. But Have you, you know. gotten any answers yet? I'm not. I'm. I'm trying to get a, an opportunity to get answers. Yeah. Okay. You know, where I can create an exchange. Right. Hey, by the way, you're going to go into a courtroom, Mark, in a couple of weeks now. A little, just over a couple of weeks mm-hmm. to, uh, I guess, set a date for the time when you can get answers. Presumably. I don't know. Maybe you'll try to get answers then. I don't know. But are you interested in having a camera crew there? Are you? Interested? I want a camera crew there. Yeah. You do? I just. Okay. Uh, I have to figure out how to, um, you know, get that permission from the judge. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of activists around here that are willing to help you out with that. So I just wanted to make sure you I don't want to go with a camera, one that looks uh, official. Well, you have to talk to uh, to Nick or and uh, the boys over at Free Minds TV because they've got the official. You can go and get it. Well, I could, yeah, I guess you're right. I could do that. Well, uh, we public access TV does have certain. It's treated a little bit differently when you're taping government functions, but actually for the better sometimes. So. Uh, that might be an angle we could work on that if you want us to. Or we could have uh, them come in. I could come in as well. We could have two different camera crews, so we could do it that way, too. That way you look double important. 800-259-9231. So you're welcome to comment on this whole property tax situation. Of course, we'll keep you up to date as things develop here in this particular case. And as I said, all the details and documentation, it's all over at freekeen.com for you to pour through at your leisure. Let's go to your phone calls. Don is on the line in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Don. Hi, guys. How you doing? What's on your mind? Hey, you keep talking taxes. Just remember, I know you said you bought your house outright. That's correct. The, the main thing is just like that car again, which, you know, I, oh, by the way, I've had a little bit of a down grotten because in Pennsylvania they have changed all their law books. So i got to sit here and revamp them and hmm. everything. It's amazing what they got rid of just so... No one would know the rest of the story. Hmm. But uh, anyways, uh, once you register your land, your house, or, or whatever, uh, you know, you basically, you give it to them. 
and they own it. But they said I own it. That's one of the things they did say in the letter. I, they... I know, but that's a misdirection. It's also designed to make you think that. Yeah. You know, if you sign a contract and you give me your tent to use, I'll guarantee you I'll rent it out to somebody. Okay, just so they can use that tent. But I, I never, you know, I, I don't know what registering, um, you know, property is, and you know, well, a transfer of a deed, you're basically transferring title, which is the 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 record that is kept of the trans, who has title is kept by your county. Well, then at that point, if the if the if the uh, county keeps the old record and you you de- make some deal with the other with the uh, previous owner or the previous owner, then the previous owner is going to continue getting the tax bills. I, I don't understand the uh, the premise here, Don. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I well, bought my land, is, uh, and I know, bought it outright. The owner that you bought it off of, he obviously registered it at some particular point, or someone before him did. So, well, whenever, what difference? What, how does when, that obligate me? Wait, right. Who him. cares if they have a piece of paper on file? The, the agreement that I signed when I purchased the house was with the, the former owner, not with the state. So... I bought this property, I occupy this property, I paid off the mortgage on this property. I mean, by all indicators, this is my property. I understand what you're getting at. You believe the, you know, the lawyers, they believe that they own it, or that they have a piece of paper that makes them think that they own it, but the reality is different, don't you think, Don? Well, whenever you got the tax bill, did it not say county's property tax? Uh, you know what? I, I don't have it in front of me at the moment. Uh, but it, Actually, it's towns that yeah, it's here. Yeah, the city and, and of Keene. I never okay, got a property the, the tax bill. The city of Keene then owns it. But it doesn't say Enan or, or Mark's tax bill. No, that would be your bill to each other. You know, the, the thing is, you know, by you giving it or registering that deed, you have just given it to them. Yeah, I don't remember registering a deed. You know, that, and, and the thing is, Don, is that's trickery. It's wrong. Right. To, to assume they did that, it's, that's fraudulent. That's not a legitimate agreement. It wasn't right. a meeting they, they of the minds. It's not fair that they did that, and therefore right. I can, I can uh, you know, I, I should be able to dispute that yeah, if I could ever find anybody that would corroborate what you're saying. The point could be made, though, that you do, when you, when you transfer a title, at least I think just about every state has this, you pay a transfer tax. To the state, probably so you, true. So you are paying them for the privilege of transfer, you know, taking oh, I possession understand. of the they, property. They definitely so. got some money from me. There's no doubt right. about it. But I'm with Mark where he says that. Look, I mean, if if that's what happened, if what Don is saying is true, I was not aware that. And was And where does happen. the contract say that that's what and happens? Exactly. So totally fraudulent. Don, thanks for the call. More coming up. You take control. Free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And if you want to help support the show, you like Free Talk Live, you want to help us out, go shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is you're buying, used items, new, 41-plus categories to shop in, great selection, free super saver shipping on a whole bunch of items. Feel good because you're getting the deals you're looking for, and Free Talk Live is benefiting at the same time. So enter through amazon.freetalklive.com. We are talking about some of the great, uh, exciting, non-political activism that's going on here in New Hampshire. There's lots of political stuff happening, too. In fact, I think, Mark, you said there's like a record number of pro-liberty candidates running for state house this year so yep. inevitably as uh, you know we get closer to november i'm sure we'll hear a little bit more about uh, hopefully some successes 
but also in the world of non-cooperation, or in our case, questioning the state, we've uh, both gone at uh, at the government people in two different directions. You filing a lawsuit, me uh, sending in a uh, you know some very official-looking paperwork with some pretty important questions we both want to get answered, and so we're trying to get just just simple answers to simple important questions so far running up against uh, some walls we'll uh, we'll continue pursuing that but uh, let's let's continue discussing the free state project in general this idea of people who love liberty from around the world around the country moving to the same place here in our very own lovely new hampshire settling in and getting active for freedom whether it be non-cooperation whether it be questioning the uh, status quo whether it be the political uh, scene or getting involved in media some people are just not excited about the free state project who otherwise you would think should be people that apparently like liberty like the idea of freedom and you recently got into an email conversation with one of these skeptics yeah I, you know I, I don't i don't even know whether the the guys in Entirely skeptical or not, but you know, li- libertarians like to debate, and I'm up for a lively debate on uh, on just about anything. Okay, and you know, the Free State Project is close to my heart and it's important to me, so I try to make sure that I don't take personally what people might say about the Free State Project. Yeah, and it, it can be difficult when you you care deeply about something when somebody talks out against it. You know, that doesn't go well. Um, but uh, so I was I was discussing with this gentleman. I was trying to get. Uh, I'm, I'm working on the Free State Project completion campaign, which is my own little campaign to uh, get to the twenty thousand mark in the next eighteen months. Wow, um, it's a lofty goal. It is, and I'm, I was talking to this gentleman about that, and you know, of course, I mentioned the Free State Project that I'm a part of it because you know it's part of that, and I'm just going to edit out the parts that don't matter to yeah. this, this discussion. And I said, uh, dear Mark, I appreciate your efforts, and I was an early critic of the Free State Project. I'm still not a big fan of it. I have or not a fan of it. Uh, I have no problem with all the people working for a free state, but I don't believe that you can accomplish your objectives. It's similar to my view on the Libertarian Party. I appreciate their efforts, but I don't think they'll ever get close to reaching their goals. Now, this guy's an RLC member, right? That's correct. So he believes that he can reform the Republican Party and then go on to win national office and change things from the federal level. Is that his idea? I. I, one would assume that's where he's coming from. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that that's a... He I, thinks he has a better chance of doing that than we do of achieving liberty in one tiny little state? Right. I would question uh, I would question the premise of, of that. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm for the RLC. I think that, uh, you know, oh, they, yeah, organizations out there... That, they're a great group here in New Hampshire. The RLC's here in New Hampshire. I think on a part. national level, they're, they're doing more than a lot of groups. I think they're doing more than the LP... The LP is in bad shape, man. It's easy to do more than. But the then LP. again, Bob Barr is going to probably get more votes than uh, a lot of candidates uh, here in this next election. So you know they might be able to claim something else. Anyway, uh, so I, I tease him about the list that he's not going to give me because he says he doesn't give his list out to anyone for any reason whatsoever. Offer me a million dollars, I shan't give it to you. Mm-hmm. I'm a libertarian of principle. Uh, I said libertarians and their privacy. Uh, I told him thanks. For, thanks for considering it. I'm not aware of any goals of the Free State Project except to return, re- return a state to liberty. Now, it's I don't a, know if that's an appropriate way to phrase no, things. I, look, I'm just... You know, We're advancing to liberty because no, no place has really ever had it to return no, no, to. Well, yeah, they did at one point or another. Not if you were black. Not, not if there were uh, people there. But yeah, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, before human civilization... Before yeah. the people came, there was liberty. <laughs> when you had two people, yeah. there was not it's liberty over. anymore. Okay, anyway, so um, it's obviously a lofty goal, and not one that I'm sure I expect or even want to reach. I want a limited republic, not an anarchist state. I just want to live in a state where the government is small and more freedom-oriented. 
We have 70 pro-liberty candidates running in this election. New Hampshire has 70 pro-liberty candidates running in the state elections in 2008. And not for, yeah, not for dog catcher. Most right. of these are for state rep and right. actual offices. And I said to, uh, then I said to him, and I would ask any listener this, can you uh, think of any other state that can, can, can claim that? We actually, I think we pulled that off in Florida a few years back. There was a full slate thing that they did where a bunch of paper candidates basically uh, ran, and uh, most of them weren't running real campaigns or anything like that. But I, 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 who I'll knows say, that that's but Florida's here. a lot yeah. bigger, so per population, probably. Right, yeah. they're, they're, you're less likely to win any given election in oh, Florida yeah. than you are in New Hampshire. And, oh, no, but none of them won. Yeah, and these pro-liberty candidates in New Hampshire, at least some of them seem to have a pretty good chance. They aren't paper candidates. They're well, right, they're candidates. already have some pro-liberty candidates in there, some amazing right. pro-liberty yeah. candidates in the state. Yeah. And these candidates are, from what I understand, most of them are running as Republicans and Democrats. Yeah, so as opposed to libertarians. libertarians. So they actually have a Which chance. gives them a better chance there. Um, and I said, now, if we got a few dozen uh, libertarians in the House, maybe not this term, but perhaps later ones. I mean, this term maybe we could, too, because we, we certainly have the opportunity. We could put a real crimp in the side of big government. To me, the FSP is the only viable idea out there. And I tell my listeners so regularly, I'd love to hear another. Sure. I'm open to ideas. And um, free state Belize, man, bring it on. So the uh, <laughs> the, the the debate the debate uh, heats up. Now remember, I said I'd like to hear another idea. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So he's got one, right? Uh, no, he says oh. if New huh. Hampshire is going to be the free state, why did Ron Paul score so poorly there? Actually, Ron Paul did better in New Hampshire than any other primary in that time 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 frame. But any the, certainly the early to mid um, range uh, primaries. After yeah. that, uh, McCain was the presumptive nominee, and anybody could vote. You know, there, there were two two candidates on a, on a lot of ballots at right. that point. So. You know, right, he was up against the full slate at that point, and uh, he did re- really, yeah, really well. And, and, Nine percent, I wouldn't call that good. I expected well, 20%. It was a very, it was a record high turnout there for a primary, at, at, or at least in the last 30 years, I know that much. Yeah, and that doesn't it was, help. Yeah, it, so it diluted the vote. A lot of people came out to vote for, you know, Obama or Hillary or McCain versus Romney. Well, it, and it, uh, you know, you had a, such a massive turnout the Republican race was smaller, yeah. but it was still a very high turnout, so it did dilute the vote. Well, plus extent. the Free State Project hasn't even begun yet. I mean, the only people that are here are early movers, and there's only a couple hundred of them. The, the Free State Project doesn't really begin officially until 20,000 is let me, let, Yeah, let, let, let me uh, – that, that was my essentially my rebuttal to yeah. him. Um, it's uh, right here I say, thanks for your um, – I think you answered your question with your question. New Hampshire is going to be the Free State. I share your frustration with the results of the presidential primary. I was hoping for 20% for Ron Paul myself, and my 4 by 8 sign is still up. We did, we did do a bit, bit better than most states with a primary, but not good enough to distinguish ourselves. There are a mere 500-plus movers in, um, at, at this point, and it will, take a, it will take time for us to become trusted parts of the community. It is also a program to make a state free, not to elect someone to the presidency. Mm-hmm. This is not the get Ron Paul elected to the presidency campaign. Certainly not. Um, that's what li- the Live Free or Die campaign uh, was about, and I hope that they had some results. I don't know what the results of those people who came here and campaigned for up to six weeks to get Ron Paul elected. It would seem that like they were negligible, but I don't know. Who knows? It, it was. It, it, you, it, so what? Somebody made a sacrifice for six weeks for liberty? Yeah, but God you're right. bless them. You're right, though. The federal government is not the focus of the Free State right, Project. It's not. And I, I don't think that it should be, and I, I don't think that it's a winnable battle. I think you would agree that much can be done on a state and local level, even as the national government continues to go off the rails. My new son, Jack, is four months old. I haven't seen him run, jump, or shoot a basket yet. 
Right now, all he can do is lay on his back, yell, and poop. But I do have high hopes. Now, the analogy isn't entirely apt. There are, have been a lot more babies grow up to be men than free state projects grow into free states. But we are in the, our infancy, and hopefully we'll see results that you can appreciate one day. Yep. I we've, think it's, and you know, it's really what it is. We've got real activists here. Like the best and things activists. things are happening. Right. The best activists I've ever come across. Things are happening all across the board from, as we said, from politics, politics. to non-cooperation mm-hmm. to stuff in between to media outreach. I mean, here in our little, little old Keene, we've got more pro-liberty media in Keene than anywhere else in the country or the world, as far as I'm concerned. I, I've yet to hear any place yeah, that has. a conversation for liberty in your town. Television. Don't, don't come off to me like that. Radio. Television, newsprint, we've got a cartoonist moving in here, we've got mm-hmm. a news network coming here. So, I mean, you know, it's it's happening, the activism is happening here, and you know, we don't need a bunch of grumpy old gusses. They're going to sit around and complain, oh, I don't think you can do anything, you're not going to be successful. You know, with an attitude like that, we wouldn't be successful. If a bunch of people like him were living here, then there'd be no chance we'd get anything done, because they'd just sit around and gripe and complain and not actually do anything, which is what's so great about the Free State Project, is it is the ultimate, uh, the, the ultimate separation. I think hard questions need to be asked of any group and any organization. I'm, I'm not oh, willing to go out that far. Uh, 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line, but the evidence is here, and it's on our side. More coming up. Hour 3 is on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Provider and licensing details are available. If this is your paycheck and this is your debt, what are your options? File bankruptcy and tread water the next seven years? Or make a call for Care One Credit Counseling Services and start getting out of debt today. A Care One Credit Counseling Agency can help you get immediate relief from stress caused by debt. And you'll have one lower monthly payment instead of the pile you have right now. Call a Care One agent today and you can start saving hundreds of dollars in fees and interest payments. Care One agencies have helped over 4 million people get out of debt and they can help you too. Call 800-952-9224. 800-952-9224. And find out how you can lower your monthly payments up to 57%. One 15-minute phone call can change your life. Call 800-952-9224. 800-952-9224. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into Hour 3 of the program. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the Sickle CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. We continue discussing, uh, for those of you just tuning in, we'll recap here for you, but we're discussing the Free State Project, which of course is a movement of 20,000 liberty-loving activists all here to New Hampshire. Uh, The movement hasn't officially begun and does not begin officially until the 20,000 mark is reached, and to that end we're only around 8,000. So there's a ways to go. Uh, And so a lot of people look at the Free State Project, a lot of the critics, and that's what you're reading, you're reading a few emails from a particular critic, uh, they'll say, well, you guys haven't done any, what, what Free State? They're no Free State, you haven't gotten a Free State up there yet, you guys right. aren't very successful. I'll often hear this from my wife, who's not, um, you know, not as thrilled to death about le- leaving the, uh, the, the white sand paradise of Sarasota, Florida, for the, uh, the green rolling hills of New Hampshire. Um, all the time, but she'll often chuckle when uh, things happen, and she'll say, ah, yes, the free state. 
you know, and, and I understand where she's coming from. It, the state certainly isn't free Ew. by any stretch of the imagination. If you want lower taxes, this isn't even the state to do it. I, w- that's one of the... Uh, well, the, depending. Yeah, yeah, unless you want to move to Alaska. Move to Florida. You want lower taxes, move to Florida. Uh, I, I've heard that anecdotally thrown around, but m- most of the agencies that look into that, like, uh, I forget the name of the My tax bill went up. Moving but here, my tax bill Taxpayers of America has ranked right. it as now here's, but here's the best a way to check. the 48. I, I, can, I concur with you that it is one of the best, but um, when you take the taxes and you spread them out per capita in, um, you know, in New Hampshire, you get a pretty accurate uh, portrayal of how many people pay what taxes, you know, what the tax burden is per, pe- per person. In Florida, however, if you take the amount of taxes paid and spread it out on a per capita basis, you get an inaccurate picture because... We tax the Yankees when they come down to play in the Gulf of Mexico and to go to to Mouse World and stuff. You know, there's a hotel tax, there's a eight or nine percent uh, sales tax. All those tourists, they pay. There's a um, you know, there's restaurant taxes, there's alcohol taxes. All the tourists pay all those taxes, and you know the property taxes are lower. And I, I would I, <laughs> I challenge you to uh, uh, you know sales tax. What's that? It, it's a few few hundred dollars a year. Well, if you don't buy a lot of stuff, it's not much either. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Right. You don't pay sales tax on mortgages. You don't pay sales tax on property uh, taxes. You don't pay them on uh, uh, car loans. Or either way, it's like well that. worth it. You there can, are a lot of places well, where you're going to get taxed more. And I mean, you can make that argument, but the savings for businesses are definitely larger in the state of New Hampshire because they there's no income tax sure, that they have to deal with. Getting businesses to move for the Free State Project is even harder than getting an individ- getting an 18-year-old or 25-year-old man to move. That yeah, that's certainly true. But uh, I know New Hampshire is the fastest growing economy in New England. Most of the other states are not doing well at all, whereas New Hampshire does quite a bit better because it is more business friendly. It's true. It's true. I mean, there's so many different reasons to move to New Hampshire. Taxes is only one, and for for most people, I think there there will be a significant uh, cost of living well, decrease. And the point of the project is to reduce taxes. So certainly, that's the correct. fact that they aren't optimal right now. Which optimal would be zero, but the We're fact that it's great right now is is more reason right. to move. I mean, we have to start somewhere. Move. Right. Nowhere that you move where there are other people around are you going to evade taxes entirely. Right. So we had to start somewhere. New Hampshire was chosen because it's one of the best, more, most liberty-friendly cultures to start from. I mean, it is the live free or die state, so there still well, hovers that sort of aura of freedom that, you know, it could come back. The ideas could have a resurgence here, uh, I think, easier than in other places. Like a place like Florida where, for instance, they just attract people from places like New York. And New Jersey and things just keep getting worse. Here we're seeing a turnaround. Here we're seeing the uh, the growth of this state slowing down. I, I agree. You see progress here in, in New Hampshire, right. whereas you don't see prog- you see anything but progress oh, happening God, it in was, Florida. It's a lost cause down there. Anyway, so um, where I was going on this uh, discussion is the the critics like this guy who just sit out there, these armchair libertarians that sit back and they critique everything and they don't actually do anything. Now I don't know. Maybe this guy does something. And I'm sure he does. Uh, but but still, I mean, it's easy to sit back and, and I'm take... I'm not going to name names. I'm, what I'm trying to do is portray perhaps the the uh, feelings of some people out there, whether people you know, yeah. somebody who's listening. I don't know. I'm well, just I trying know the... to talk about some of the detractors of the Free State Project and what maybe their legitimate concerns are. There have been detractors that. since day one 
of the Free State Project, and it's from what I can tell, it's just the people that you know they're upset. I think I think that this is a factor. I don't know if it's a factor with everybody, but I think for some people it's a factor that they're upset that the Free State Project is going to siphon off activists from their area. And they don't want to lose activists from their area because it will make their job all that much more difficult. If but they their feel, job is is, uh, is impossible anyway. They don't they 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 don't see it that way, right? Yeah, Carla Howell's had some luck in getting the uh, the, the tax thing on uh, the New Hampshire or the, excuse me the the Massachusetts uh, yeah uh, you know referendum there to to in, repeal income tax repeal in, income tax and I you know God bless the people who are getting some things done, but. You know, you need more people in one place to get things done. That's well, just a, it's a fact. That's true, and there's definitely more than 20,000 libertarians in the U.S. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they're all activists, but I know Ron Paul got over a million votes in the primary, and that, that probably is only represents a part of the support for the liberty, uh, the liberty movement out there. So there's probably, we're talking about millions of people out there who, at least on some level, would like to see the state reduced or disappear. And, at, you know, they're not all very active, but they're out there. So siphoning well, off 20,000 activists. The reason that some, some of them aren't active is simply because they found it to be completely useless. They don't know what else to do. And sure. I, I, I was always to that posit point. the only thing that you can do, the only thing that I think may, really makes any sense other than, you know, using the downsized DC, perhaps joining the RLC. But I, I don't think either one of those are huge steps. Yeah. And they're certainly not active steps. Um, you know, I, I might send out a downsized DC email Every three days or something like that. An RLC, what do I do? I give them 30 bucks a year. Um, you know? Right. Whereas with the Free State Project, you can do something actively for liberty. Every week you can do new things. There's always something to do up here. Oh, yeah. And if you actually want to influence the federal government, I know some people have that feeling that, oh, well, we can free one state, but it doesn't matter. It's kind of a defeatist attitude because the federal government's so hard to control. Sure. You probably have better odds of having some influence instead of none um, by focusing on one state, and if you're going to go the political route, which most people who care about influencing Washington are going to go the political route, you're more likely to be able to elect somebody who will actually get into Congress and who is pro-liberty if you're congregated in one state rather than if you comprise a you know 2% of the votes out there across the country. The way the system works is if you all congregate in one or two congressional districts, you're a lot better off. So it makes more sense from the standpoint of influencing national policy, too. Everything about the Free State Project makes... There are makes, only two congressional districts in, in New Hampshire. Right. <laughs> Everything about it makes sense, which is why I suggest that people like this, uh, you know, Grumpy Gus, whatever his name is, they... Wherever, if they are where they are and they feel like they want to stay where they are, then I can understand why they'd be upset. Like if I felt like I had to stay in Florida for whatever reason, I just really loved Florida and I had to stay there. I saw this Free State Project idea and I thought, wow, that's a neat idea. Then I would get upset that the Free State Project was siphoning off all the best activists from my area, therefore making my job that much harder. I understand it, Florida's a lost cause anyway, and you know, as far as I'm concerned, the other 49 are probably all lost causes, but the, having those great activists getting siphoned off the top, the cream off the, the top of the coffee, if you will, uh, just taking those people away, that's got to be really frustrating for somebody that feels like they are they are tied down. So I believe that's got to be a factor for some of these guys well, that they're very some upset. These, some of these speculations here. Um, so I go on with the gentleman. I think it's fair to say that we will see results in the Free State Project. The question is, how profound will they be? Will, will we see secession? I don't know. Will we see a limiting of the government, um, a non-growth of the government, perhaps even a, a small amount of shrinkage? Be great with me. 
I'd think that that's that's far more than anybody else is getting in any other state. Yeah. Uh, you know, so what? I think we're going to see results if we get to twenty thousand. We will see results. What will they be when we get to twenty thousand? It's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to get the sooner the better because uh, if you wait around till twenty twenty five, I'm sorry, the Free State Project failed. Oh, I agree with you. I like your plan of getting it done within the next next eighteen months. We, being the Free State Project, defeated, or you know, the members of the Free State Project and the uh, NHLA managed to help defeat a bill to make seatbelts mandatory this year, and we are one of only a few states to shove real ID back in the Fed's face. All true. And that's all real, tangible activism that's happened here, and it's only a scratch over the surface of what's been going on. I mean, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance themselves just alone have been doing some pretty amazing work. Huge things. Uh, I've got a little bit more. Okay, more coming up here, and your calls as well. Uh, We've got Sam on the line from the Obscure Truth Network with the latest on his court situation. We'll talk to you about whatever you want. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Another great website you should go and check out, uh, also free, is freemindstv.com, which is Nick's website. And you are one of the hosts of Free Minds TV. Back on the air for now uh, a couple weeks at this point. Yeah, I think that was our second week. We're filming our um, third week back on the air tomorrow, and it'll air uh, Friday. So that should be up online probably Friday or Saturday morning. And you you. get all those YouTube videos. They're all linked from freemindstv.com. Plus, you can grab the Free Minds radio podcast, which I meant to tune in on Sunday live. But uh, by the time I got around to it, it was like 12.58. Show is over at that point. But you guys do it live on our stream, actually, and you can link to that from freemindstv.com. So you can listen to them live or listen to the podcast, and it's great uh, extra pro-liberty content above and beyond Free Talk Live. Highly recommended. So go to freemindstv.com. 800-259-9231. We're talking about a critic, uh, somebody that is a little less than interested in the Free State Project. Uh, he's, he sounds like one of these uh, armchair libertarians that just likes to critique cr- cr- critique what it is that all the other libertarians are doing well uh, that's what we do on this show anyway so (laughs) (laughs) you know i i I, i'm with i I understand uh you know that somebody might have uh some you know some uh, you know critiques about the free state project you're not paying attention though i mean the guy obviously doesn't know anything about the free state project Mm -hmm. as far as how effective it has been so far with only a a handful i mean a few hundred people moving in he just doesn't know well and libertarians in general and i'm generalizing here it's a negative Mm -hmm. stereotype but there is some truth to it that they tend to want to debate and argue amongst each other debatarians right they want to argue about how to implement liberty and which is the best approach and they do it to the extent in many places, largely because in most places you're so spread out and you're such a minority that you can't really affect very much change through your local LP meeting or whatever. So you go there and you debate about what the best way is to solve the world's problems. Until some of you die. Right. And, and then you know, others will come in right, and they'll have, deba- have the same debates that we and, had previously. Yeah. And then they'll die. But nothing is actually <laughs> – you know? none of the ideas are actually implemented. No, right. be- because – and I agree. And that's one of the things that I like about the Free State Project is you can come here. You do whatever you want to do. Right. And if people like it, they'll join up. Right. You know, and I think we need probably a better uh, infrastructure for getting 
getting the word out. Well, and there's enough people here that are interested in being activists that you can find people who inevitably will like your idea. Yep. All you have to do is publicize it, and people will, will climb on board. Right, and we've had success. I, I mentioned to him that we uh, we defeated the bill to make seatbelts mandatory this year, and only one of few few states to shove real ID back in the Fed's face. And those are some of our major uh, accomplishments. There's so many more, you know, smaller ones. Right, that's more of the political realm, and that's kind of what he's into. But I mean, well, that's where you can show some results. Well, I mean, just on the on the issue of getting people to volunteer for something, as I said before, we're we're looking for ten people that are willing to uh, to drive without government driver's licenses here in the Keene area, and we've already got a handful of people on board. How you think I could have walked into the Sarasota County Libertarian Party meeting and said, "All right, guys, let's see how many of y'all want to uh, step forward and return your government driver's license?" No, that's, uh, that's you, you the dead in any, the water. You man. wouldn't have seen anything like that. But we did. You, you did see some results, and I think very exciting ones with a gentleman named David Cruz here uh, who is driving without a registration and, and how that court case came out. I, I was there. I was stupefied by what I saw. But they let that man walk out, and they didn't charge him anything for driving with no registration nope, with sure an unregistered didn't. vehicle. And Russ, Russell Canning has a uh, trial coming up in August for driving without registration as well. Yeah, registration so. or a license? B- both, I think. I don't know. I know he was unlicensed. I yeah. know that much. Simi- I heard it the, was a similar issue. On it. Yeah. So, uh, so we anyway, will see what I happens I go on there. with the gentleman. Yes. Please don't feel as though I'm trying to be combative here. <laughs> no, that's for the radio show. <laughs> but you may not be a detractor of the FSP. You might just be a skeptical. But I have a question. I've never understood why any libertarians um, wh- understood any libertarians detracting from the FSP. If a bunch of libertarians want to move to one state and try to make it free, then fail by someone's standards, so what? Is it the conviction that one feels for not participating? So he's like, here's a possibility. Me going to the Free State, uh, you know, jo- joining the Free State Project and moving to New Hampshire might make feel, uh, some other libertarians feel bad for not, you know, getting involved too. Right? So the, If we have success, you mean? No, just uh, – uh, he's doing something for liberty. I'm not. So it might, okay. somebody might feel some level of conviction. I'm just speculating. What could be the reasons why someone would detract from the Free State Project? Besides being – Laziness frank, and jealousy. Frankie, fussy person. Yeah. Well, that, that would be the laziness would be the conviction that one feels for not participating. Right? Okay. Okay. Don't feel convicted. There's your answer. Just don't. It's up to you how you feel. We'd love um, we'd love you to uh, hold. Uh, let's see. We would love to have you, but hold no ill will if you choose not to come. Yeah, sure. It's simply our goal to make New Hampshire so free that you'll feel compelled to come later. Mm. It's a good goal. Yeah. I mean, look, if you're really a libertarian and you're not just a windbag full of hot air, at some point you'll see a libertarian paradise growing here in New Hampshire, if this works, and you'll want to move. Of course you will. It's our job to, as early movers, it's our job to create that. Right. Hopefully you'll move sooner rather than later so you can help us create Mm -hmm. that. Uh, Otherwise, you know, we'll do all the hard work. That's fine. Is it that libertarians feel that the FSP is creating a brain drain by taking the good activists? I believe that's it. No one's ever confirmed this. It's just my uh, suspicions. Well, I have heard people pretty much from other parts of the country that I've mentioned the idea to, and they're like, they've said, that we don't, I don't think it's a good idea to concentrate everyone in the same place. We need to be doing activism across the country, which is basically What's the saying... What's point in that? Idiots. No, which it, hasn't, it worked hasn't worked for the last well, 30 years. So It's insanity. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a, di- a different result. Right. Well, I said, this seems like performance anxiety or a concession that the FSP will, in fact, have some result. Because if you're taking all the good activists, either they're going to have some result, right? Mm-hmm. Or they're going to fail. Okay? Understood? Right. 
So if they fail, then that's performance anxiety. You're scared of what the res- what's going to happen. Well, you're right, because if they fail, then you know you've got no chance whatsoever right. to win where you are because you've got you know a fraction of the people. Right. Your idea, our ideas stink. Then the free, the the, the libertarian, the libertarian ideas, ideas. The, the ideas that I have dedicated my life to, and you have too. Mine too. Yeah. They suck. If we can't get twenty thousand people right. in New Hampshire um, to have some effect on government to to shrink the size of government, right. libertarian ideas stink. Right. If the size of government in uh, New Hampshire balloons up with twenty thousand activists here, if they come here and we fail and fail and fail again, then you know that's got to. You know, I guess that scares them, right? The idea right. that it's performance uh, we might fail. anxiety. Very interesting. Or um, it's or in fact you believe that that will have some results. So yeah. you know it's one of those two. Uh, we're clearly not having much influence spread out. So we might as well try to congregate. If our ideas are not as good as we thought they were, then we will simply fail. There you go. But we're not going to fail because we've already won. It doesn't, it doesn't to me, but I, I'm willing to talk to somebody who's a detractor in, the, in those terms and say, look, are you saying that we're going to fail? Does that make sense to you? Because mm-hmm. it doesn't to me. Did he write you back doesn't. on this? He did. I finally got a um, response during the show, and I think that he's gotten tired of uh, playing my little game with me. So he says, <laughs> he says uh, Mark, thanks for your reply. Yeah, hope, you I made hope too many good points. I'm yeah, out of here. I hope you're right. Free State would be great. I'm just not optimistic. I'm not, All right. I'm not against... Hey, I understand. It's easy to be pessimistic where you are, where everything's failing, everything you try fails. So it's easy to be a pessimist. Yep. I'm, I'm not against what y'all are doing. I applaud most efforts to attain a free society. I do have uh, strategical disagreements with the FSP, which, of course, is what I asked him for in the first place. But he wouldn't tell me what, the, what they mm. are. I would like to know why my idea is bad, but he won't tell me. Um, He's got nothing. That said, keep working towards your goal to get a free New Hampshire. I'm with the RLC, so I certainly wish every state had a uh, many freedom activists as New Hampshire has. Yep. Good luck with that, man. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Your phone call's coming up about anything. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Those features, by the way, include the archive, so if you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download right there on the front page of the website an entire year's worth of the program for free at freetalklive.com. Are you remodeling your kitchen or bath? Well, now you can purchase knobs, poles, and faucets at wholesale prices and support a business that supports Free Talk Live. Internobs.com. Save 10% on your order if you use the code FTL at checkout. That's internobs.com. I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com. Friendly service and wholesale prices for knobs, poles, and more. All at internobs.com. So we go to your phone calls. Wayne is on the line in Alabama listening to WVNA. Hello, Wayne. You're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, just picked you guys up from the radio. First time I'd ever heard of you. And I heard um, Seed in New Hampshire, and I was just kind of wondering what that, what that was all about. Well, uh, 
Well, we've been discussing here for the past several minutes the Free State Project. It's a movement of 20,000 liberty-loving activists all moving to New Hampshire in order to be active for liberty. It's not specifically a secessionist movement, though certainly a number of the activists that are here are are definitely interested in the idea of secession, and I would say it's relatively popular uh, if you talk to people up here. So, uh, you know, that's the direction that some of us are moving in. Okay, what, what, what would be the... What, for those that are interested in secession, what would be the benefits of that? Well, you wouldn't be under the thumb of the federal government anymore. I mean, do you pay income tax? I do. All right. Well, how much money would that save you every year? I mean, that's just one tax. There's a whole bunch of other federal taxes that affect you. You have to see if you know, get a cell phone or whatever. And Not to mention, uh, you know, many people you know, want a whole bunch of different things. Do you like being forced to wear your seatbelt? Um, you know, if, if, it, if someone is forced to buckle their child in, then, you know, that's good because children aren't able to make that decision for themselves because they don't have the cognitive ability to do that. Well, but, um, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, we're talking about adults you know, here. At, at the most, I mean, if I, if I didn't want to wear it, I would get caught maybe once every three or four months and maybe have to pay $20 in, in tickets. I don't know what the ticket is for. Uh, it was seventy-five dollars, I think, down in Florida for uh, paying uh, for for not wearing your seatbelt. I I don't know what it is, and I don't know if it's a primary offense or secondary offense in in Alabama. Um, okay, so because of because of because of taxes. Well, there are there are alternatives to paying taxes. Well, there's taxes and, and regulations. Wait, 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 wait. What are the alternatives to paying taxes? You could be in, you know be on welfare. Right, but yeah, I don't want to live on welfare. I don't believe it. My mom taught me not to steal. Right, we're self-sufficient, uh, responsible individuals, so we have no interest in, in you know mooching off the state. So for people that are interested in mooching, they definitely shouldn't come here to New Hampshire because that's not the kind of people we're looking for. We're well, looking for... How, who, who's going to pay for the roads, and how are you going to educate, and who's going to... Good questions. Good questions. Roads are uh, roads are not built by the federal government. Uh, the state government people do that. So I mean, even if you just seceded from a state government level, I'm sure the roads would be fine. Of course, uh, I would and go. And they'll still far. be there. They won't blow up the next day. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> the federal government goes so do the roads. Right. The things they have to be, be maintained, and they do wear out. So I mean, someone yeah. sure. going to have to be there. But each each state has its own DOT. Legislative, legislative, what do you call it? The road, somewhat, whatever. You're going to have to have someone that oversees that. Yeah. Well, well if you if you're somebody who who I understand there are a lot of people who still live in this paradigm that the government must take care of the roads and if you still have We the, have three levels of government. Right. Look, uh, you've got a local, you've got a state and you've got a federal. And just because you get rid of one, the roads aren't going to go anywhere. There aren't there aren't any right. federal roads. Most of the interstates how, are maintained how, how did by the roads get there. How did the roads get there? Do you think the federal government genie came and put them there? The government stole I mean, look, them. All roads are state roads. Yes, the the interstates. With the exception of the interstate highways. No, no that's, that's not so. The interstates. Have, the, which allows us to have commerce. Which there was commerce before the interstate highway system. The interstate highway highways system. were, were no, drawn no, up. No, the no, interstate, no. before you go on, the interstate highways were drawn up by uh, people that were contracted federally. However, they are maintained and um, they were put down by states. Now, I'll give you the fact that the states got some federal money to do that. But it was but, their money in the right. first place. But it, it was our money anyway. Yeah. I mean, there are three okay. levels so, of government. The roads aren't going away. All the federal government does, sir, is it siphons money out of the hands of productive Americans, and gives you know, most of it to bureaucrats. Before I want to talk about roads for a second. And before the federal yeah, government yeah, came yeah, up with the interstate system, we still had roads. States managed to get um, highways connected at state lines without the government's help. I'm sure, without yeah. the federal government's help, I'm sure we can do this. There's no need for a federal government whatsoever, sir. Your thoughts? Uh, 
Gary, I, I, I totally disagree with you on the fact that there's no need for a federal government because otherwise you'd have 50 states just arguing with each other amongst each other instead of having a central right because uh, because no countries around the world can interact with one another without all being underneath so therefore you must support the UN right because there's right now there's hundreds of countries that are arguing with with one another they need one central authority that they can go to to have their results so wait you're not in favor of the UN but I just made the same argument for the UN that you just made for the United States federal government sir how do you justify that inconsistency? No, it's not. <laughs> it's absolutely the same thing. I'm afraid you have a dichotomous opinion. Dude. No, it's not. I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, America who gives in billions and billions and billions of dollars, whereas all the other countries in the U.N. to some extent... I'll bet you California feels the same damn way. Dude, nobody... None of the other states hate any of the other states unless it might be Look, something like California. My friend, and, um, California is the U.S. to the Alabama Zimbabwe in the U.N., okay? <laughs> I said California is to the United States as Zimbabwe, or as, as Alabama is to Zimbabwe in the U.N., okay? I mean, California is putting a hell of a lot more money into the United States federal government coffers and its citizens than Alabama is. <laughs> So you're still making arguments for the U.N. running the world. Right. You're, you're arguing for centralization, sir. Well, Nick's got to comment. The, the argument, we went to a more centralized form of a federal government. Simply, the main reason was, yes, there was a little bit of conflict between the states. It was supposed to ensure free trade and prevent the states from uh, oppressing their citizens. But the federal government was instituted supposedly to keep the individual states in check so they could all trade with each other and not oppress their citizens. And the purpose of it was simply to safeguard our life, liberty, and property. And it's become completely destructive of those ends. And we just celebrated the 4th of July holiday. And if you reread the Declaration of Independence, once a government becomes destructive of the ends of protecting life, liberty, and property you need to alter or abolish it. That's your duty. And our federal government, by any measure, has become destructive of the ends of life, liberty, and property. I think. Now, now granted, I'll give you that I don't believe it is the government's job to create wealth in the nation. I don't believe it's their job to do lots of the things that they are doing. But, I mean, that's not to say that, you know, we should go all move to one state and secede and, you know... That's fine. You so, how about you wait, stay wait, where wait, you wait, are? No, hold on. Look, the government's growing bigger and bigger every year, right? Yes. Okay. And have you seen indi- any indication that it's going to stop? None whatsoever. Okay. So the only way it's going to stop is some brave men and women stand up and say, no more. I'm not doing it. That's, that's the only possibility that it's going to stop. And it's probably only going to stop for those brave men and women if, the, yeah. if nothing bad happens to them, right? Because otherwise, we're just sitting there cowering, saying, I wish the federal government would get smaller. Yeah, I'm but tired we elected of Ronald Reagan, he made it bigger. We elected George Bush, he made it bigger. George Bush Sr. said, read my lips, no new taxes. And we got new taxes. The people that are talking about making smaller government are not making smaller government, sir. Right. So what's the point well, of even that's trying that's to... That's to... true, and that's, that's the problem that you get when you have party politics, but in, in, unless... You actually put a candidate in there that can actually make... Oh, we, we just that. need the right yeah, candidate. We did that Mark? with Ron Paul, and the Republicans threw him in our face. The Republican Party apparatus came out against Ron Paul. Not enough people voted for him. I'm sorry. I can't win on a federal There's level. There's no hope at the federal level, and if you, you know, you're obsessed with the idea of keeping it around for whatever well, magical no, no, reason... No, no I'm, I'm, not, I'm not obsessed with that whatsoever. 
But I mean, I, I do. But you're against that, I mean, secession, so you are. You like keeping. Regardless of what political party you're in, you can learn from some of their tactics. And build up a I'm not interested in changing the federal government. People have been talking about shrinking the size of government for the last 200 and something years. And the fact is, it's just too juicy of a piece of pie. The rich and powerful will always take it away from us. What we need is smaller governments split up so that, you know, the people might have some control over it, not the lobbyists. Thank you, Wayne, for the conversation. You, Appreciate though. it. 800-259-9231. Hopefully at some I point... Had, I think he asked a lot of questions that I've had in my life. More on the way. This is is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Only moments remain. Not going to give out the numbers because the phones are pretty busy. 800. Oh, wait. Not going to give out the numbers. Anyway, it's Ian here with you. <laughs> and Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away. So enjoy those. And if you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, then learn how to promote Free Talk Live by going to promote.freetalklive.com. There are a variety of different ways you can help the show. One of those ways is voting for us. You can go to vote.freetalklive.com when you're in front of your computer screen and go and use your email address to vote for the show. It's very simple. It takes you less than a minute. And it's secure, so it's just a great way to help Free Talk Live be the number one podcast in the world, according to PodcastAlley.com. And being number one means more new people will find the show. It also means the advertisers will be impressed. And, you know, it's a good thing for us to be number one. And currently, we're not number one. So we still need your help. I think we're, what, number three? Closing in on number two? It's really close to number two. But I can't number, tell two, you. number uh, one is gaining, so we yeah, really need is, more votes. Is, is, is uh, leaving us in the dust, I'm afraid. It's those darn Those muggles. Potter kids. Yeah, uh, and they're... Uh, you know, I don't know. Some some months they're really popular, other months they're not. I think that it uh, it probably has something to do with them uh, going on and doing something like what we're doing here currently. We need you to go to vote.freetalklive.com and help us out. It makes a big difference for us. That's vote.freetalklive.com. And travel less and meet online. Try WebEx free. Go to webex.com and enter the promo code 600 to start your free trial of WebEx. That's webex, W-E-B-E-X.com. Enter promo code 600 and start your free trial of WebEx today. We go to Sam in Texas. Sam from the Obscure Truth Network. You're on the amp line. Hello there. Hey, guys. I had uh, a trial today on uh, the ticket number one. Now, let me see if I can recall. Uh, This was was a speeding ticket. You had originally gone into the courtroom, asked several questions, and you you came to an impasse where where I guess that particular portion of uh, the hearing was postponed. I didn't realize you'd gotten to the trial portion yet. Am I confused? Uh, well, we went to. We're still not in trial. This is was a pre-trial hearing today, okay. uh, and I had submitted a bunch of questions through and motions to the court for them to answer. And um, well, I, I wasn't at my trial today, but I I do have all some of their answers. Really? Uh, to the complaint. And one of the one of the first things I asked was, you know, I referenced eight state constitutions that said. Governments are, you know, established to protect and maintain individual rights. They gain their power from the consent of the governed. Uh, they're instituted for the benefit of the people, that sort of thing. And I sent those off to the judge, and his response, and I asked him to take judicial notice, just recognize that they exist. Mm-hmm. He denied that and said uh, such are not relevant to the case. So what wow. he's saying there is the reason, the mandate, the um, purview of government is in no way relevant to this group of people acting as government in in my complaint. Right, right. Uh, in this particular case, we are not acting to protect you, so therefore that's not relevant to us. <laughs> Apparently. So then, uh, you know,
you know, I also motioned a, a reference to neglect of duty clause that says that, you know, everybody involved is supposed to make sure that they presume innocence and um, allow the public the benefit of a free press. And I asked to bring my camera in. Mm-hmm. He uh, denied that and said uh, such a request is not necessary. Screw you! So this, government, <laughs> this government that was established to serve me, I guess the judge puts his own needs or wants over my wants. Right, it's not even a need. He just doesn't feel like you having a camera in there. He knows you're a troublemaker, and he just doesn't want you to have a camera. <laughs> so then I added some numbers. Questions and these were the first one is can I get a fair trial if there's a conflict of interest? Good question. Uh, his answer uh, the question is too broad and or vague to answer. Wow, uh, that doesn't seem too confusing to me. I mean, anyone else think that's vague? Too broad? It doesn't seem too broad. No, from his perspective, he, it, was it phrased in the context of there was a conflict of interest because no, he works for the government? That, after I. Ask the question. The next sentence is, I'm not making an allegation, but asking a question about the procedure to which you said I was entitled to responsive answers, Mm -hmm. because that's something that came up in court. Um, Question two was, you said I was entitled to responsive answers about the proceedings and Texas law. Factually, what is the law? Uh Uh-oh. The question is too broad or vague (laughs) to answer. (laughs) Well, you can't uh, proceed until you get answers to your questions, so I don't know what's going to happen now. Yeah, it's going to come down to uh, me kind of letting him know that I don't think his court is legitimate. Yeah, he sounded like he's railroading you. It sounds like he's railroading you. What are you gonna, now, you said you were going to just bring the camera in anyway, didn't you? I was thinking about it, yeah, but I missed my pretrial today. They sent me four notices of the pretrial, and I got the time mixed up. Mm. So I was ready to go at about 3 o'clock, and my trial was at 8, or th- I'm sorry, their trial was at 8 a.m. Yeah. They didn't put a warrant so, out for you? No, they do that after a few days. They want you to come in and give them money I see. first. They give you the chance to do that. Did you give the money um, money? Whoa! Sam! Oh, we're losing Sam. I don't there know what's happening gone. there to him. No, there's other people that are waiting. Yes, there are. Next. Sam, are you still there? I'm here. Yeah, you still can you all hear me? Yeah, we got you. Oh, no, we can't. See you later. Let's see you, Sam. We'll put you on hold. Maybe try it back. Let's go to Vince in Indy. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Vince. Vince in Indianapolis. How Hello. How are you guys doing? Hey, Hi. what's on your mind, Vince? I said, I think I may have told you this, but uh, there were three policemen that were arrested and charged with uh, basically robbing drug dealers. Yes, I've heard about that. Happens a lot. Yeah, but uh, this was, uh, since the first year, there have been 12 policemen arrested for various offenses from drunk driving. And, <laughs> and this is just in the Indianapolis area? Yeah, this is the Indianapolis area. 12 policemen since the first of the year, huh? Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of the, that's a significant portion of the force, I would think. I guess the last one was arrested for drunk driving in another county, and he was driving the police car he had. Now remember, before the wrong way. Now before the police uh, defenders say, "Well, there's just a few bad apples." Remember, they've arrested twelve of them for that. That means there's more than twelve that are out doing things like this. They just haven't gotten caught yet. I know, but you know, the last one he was driving his car the wrong way. Unbelievable. These guys are out of control. Vince, thanks for the call. Let's continue to talk to Bill in Michigan. Oh, wait, Bill is gone. Uh, we're try- We're going to try Sam back here. Hopefully he's fixed his phone problems. You still there, Sam? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you back. Okay. Uh, let's see. Probably the best question that I asked was, um, would I have to enter a plea if there's no jurisdiction over me? And the judge's answer 
is um, the question is not relevant in that the court has uh, jurisdiction of the subject matter and has personal jurisdiction over the defendant. Now, that's me, so they're saying... We own your butt. Personal jurisdiction. Does that make me their servant? Of course it does. If, if the other stuff, if the government acting in its official capacity is by no means bound by the, the charter with which it was established under, mm-hmm. and the judge has clearly said that in, this, in his response, then it doesn't require my consent. And, um, right. They've got jurisdiction these, these over you. People are just willing to tell me what to do. So well, it's I, like I you said in your, uh, your video, which hopefully will be coming out at the end of this week, you, uh, you pointed out that these guys, why do they even need you there? I mean, if they've got all the jurisdiction and they don't have to answer your questions and they don't have to do any of this, why do they even need you to be present? Because they want to make it look good. Because if people saw it for the fraud that it was, then they would lose their power. Very, right, right. Very if they quickly. were just sitting there, if that judge was just sitting there taking paper after paper of people that were accused of speeding or whatever it is that he was looking at and just, you know, marked them, uh, okay, I'm not guilty or guilty, and then, you know, just moved it along without even having the people stand in front of him and enter the plea themselves, then that would look less legitimate than having the people standing there. And it's all about their, uh, the impression that they're making on people. There's that, and even just the way they make you file the documents. You have to do it through their formatting and learn all about their system and get involved and accept their authority and name them as this specific corporation. And they make you jump through all their hoops as a way to suck people in, really, is what I found. I mean, and everything from the language. When I called in today, the lady asked, what's your citation or case number? And I said, I don't have a case number. Your case number is this. <laughs> You know, they they want to project it as though it's your voluntary right. process that you have control over, and but you, know, it's not. you have all these rights. But when I went in, when I have gone in here to question my rights, they don't care. Yep, they don't want to hear it. Yeah, I'm, I haven't got any answers from the bureaucrats here in Keene yet, and uh, we'll keep turning up the the pressure. And I know that uh, you're hoping to get here at at some point. But is any of this going to resolve anytime soon? What's the next step, Sam? Are you going to ask more questions? Because now you've got more information from them. You can ask more questions. Yeah, so I'm going to go back through, pick this out. But I think what it's fast coming down to is they're going to tell me, look, these are the only answers we're going to give you. And I'm going to let them know that I don't think their process is legitimate. And I'm not willing to participate in it. Just go ahead and throw me in jail now. The legitimacy of my participation. Right. Right. This is is a kangaroo court, and I'm not going to play anymore. Yeah, no, I've got some really special plans for the one in the video. When I go back, I'm going to tell the judge that uh, the light in the background is having a profound psychological effect on everyone in the courtroom, and can we turn that light in the hallway off? And by the way, is that the logo for the state hanging over your head? That's the same party attacking me, isn't it? Oh, Why man. Why do you have their logo over yeah. your head? This just keeps getting better. And your video is going to be out. You're planning by the end of the week, right? Yeah, well, right, probably cool. Friday or Saturday. Good deal. We'll hear from you again. You'll announce it here on the air, I'm sure. Thank you, Sam. We'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, at freetalklive.com. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. 
finalized a contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online from my desk with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details.